Why are you looking at me like that? A, because you need a napkin. No, I don't need a napkin. I got it. Dude, you're literally huh? eating broccoli <clears throat> that has some sort of mayonnaise-like coating over it. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're the a-hole on the airplane where I sit next to him mm-hmm. and pulls out because this whole studio no. smells like whatever nastiness is in that Tupperware. Never. I would only do it for you. Dude, I would that never, is horrible. I would never steam broccoli. What? That's not even steamed. It's no. hard, and no. it stinks. No, this isn't. I'm saying that- Is there I... a hard-boiled egg in there, too? Who likes hard-boiled eggs? Uh, I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm over is, here, like, gagging. I'm saying that I would oh. never subject anyone else but, ever. Except for in me. Any, in a work environment uh-huh. or whatever. Except for you. Yeah, this is a rat. work environment. No, not for you. It's just uh, me and you. Dude, it's nasty. Huh. Uh-huh. We have no airflow in here whatsoever uh-huh. and that broccoli, and you're just chomping it. It's, uh Hey, you know what today is? Uh, it's Guestorama. It's episode 58. Does that mean that we are now a year in? Uh, I don't know how you would get to a year, but yes, we launched on March 12th mm-hmm. of last year. And today <laughs> that you're listening to this is March right. 12th. Right. So we have uh, survived a complete year together in this nasty little studio filled with broccoli and egg. And no, is this this is the fir- the reason you pointed out this is the first time that I brought a smelly food nope. into the studio. Nope. What do you mean? No. Not at all. It isn't. Are you most certainly you not? You brought chili dogs in here. You're insane. You bought them. You ate them. <laughs> you don't. You eat chili dogs in here every single time. That doesn't time. mean they don't smell. Well, you don't pin that on me, dude. Uh, I'm just saying. So here's the thing about the show. We've got two guests. One you know about. A phenomenal, inspirational story. Uh-huh. Uh, we're just going to tease you with that. All right. The second one, you don't know who it is. Me or the listener? You. you me you, personally. You, Sean Holman. Yes. All right. You don't know who it is, and you're either going to love this person- Uh-huh. Or you're going to go absolutely ballistic. Hmm. Both sound like fun. <laughs> I know. I'm either going to see you be overjoyed uh-huh. or I'm going to watch your head explode. One of the two. Oh, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to that, but not before I uh, share some Nissan news with you. Oh, there's Nissan news? Yes. Our presenting sponsor, Nissan, uh, today uh, unveiled at the, uh, I guess it's the work truck show that's going on uh Currently, I didn't know there was a work truck show. Oh, it's awesome! And these are for all the upfitters where yeah. you go and you see all the new cabinetry. And now, is decked at the work truck show? I wonder. I don't know if decked is there, but uh, they would be smart to be there. This Titan has decked in it. <gasps> what? So, do you remember the uh, Ultimate Service Titan that was built for the American Red Cross? Yes, I do. It was, that was really cool. All right, so the three organizations that Nissan partners with is the Red Cross, mm-hmm. uh, Habitat for Humanity. And the National Park um, Foundation. I believe. I'm having a uh, broccoli burps Dude, right now. So nasty! <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how bad it smells. Like smelling the inside of your stomach after right, you've hold on already. Second, guys. Hold hide on. that. Hide I'm that. I'm gonna put it over in my uh, in the lunchbox. In your satchel. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, zip that thing up. That's airtight, right? Uh, yes, it's airtight. Oh, I'm gonna have to come with a fan that's pointed at you. Oh, God, that's horrible. I, I put it away. I don't wish that on anybody. I All right. put it away. Anyway, so Nissan has three organizations. So the first organization, they built the Ultimate Service Titan XD for the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. And so this is the second one in the series, and this is the Ultimate Work Titan. And the Ultimate Work Titan is on a uh, Titan XD Crew Cab Midnight Edition. And it is designed for construction site workers and for volunteers for Habitat for Humanity. And it's actually really cool. It's got um, all sorts of upgraded mods. It's got Icon Alloy uh, Rebound Wheels, 35-inch Nitto tires. It's got a uh, Icon 3-inch lift. And then it has Addictive Desert Designs front and rear bumpers, a Warren Xeon Platinum 12S winch, Baja Designs lighting, Amp Research bed steps, and Cal Mini Fender Flare. So it looks really tough, okay, right? So how does it help the construction worker, though? 
because it's all in the bed of the truck. So the truck has a great stance, looks great, mm-hmm. but it has uh, all sorts of like Trail FX aluminum ladder racks fitted with commercial grade ladders, commercial class boxes. There is a um, decked, lockable, yes, tool storage box. You may be familiar with yes, that from our associate sponsor, Deck.com. Yep, and uh, they have a 200 watt inverter, Dewalt tool kit, rigid extension cords, air compressor, table saw, chop saws, chainsaw, drill kit, saw horse. And all sorts of tools. And uh, after it's done with the show, they're going to be donating the truck to the Habitat for Humanity. Oh, that's very cool. Leave it to Nissan, though, to always do something cool like this. They 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 find a way to make to get some press because it was like they oogle over the over the truck. Yeah. But then they always find they put a silver lining on exactly. it. Exactly. Like, they always like, have yeah. a cause that it goes towards. So right. our presenting sponsor, Nissan, has their uh, awesome new truck. Check it out on trucktrend.com. And uh, associate sponsor, Decked, is on board along with a bunch of great other products and companies. It's and, funny because uh, how they found each other. Because we, you know, we, we found each other separately than how they found each other. And now they found each other, and they're doing all these cool projects uh, together. The surf camp had decked in the back as well. I know, I and, know. And I would guess that there's probably a National Park Foundation will be the final build. So if mm-hmm. they have three organizations and two trucks are built, so I'm looking forward to see what they do for the National Park yeah. Foundation. Hey, listen, if, if your construction is booming right now with the economy, you guys need to take a look at the decked drawer system. If you haven't seen it up close, you'll be like, we need this for the fleet. Oh, they're awesome. Lockable storage solution. Weatherproof, uh. and you can still carry 2,000 pounds on top of it. And then also, don't forget, if you're in the market for a half-ton truck or a uh, half-ton plus, check out the Nissan Titan or Titan XD with the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. And uh, what do you say we start the show? I would like that. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman all right, so the broccoli is put away. Thank God. I cannot, uh, dude, I'm glad we're not doing a full show with that thing of broccoli open. And no, you don't have to worry about that. I did that actually because I knew it would piss you off. Yeah, I, that was I horrible. I, I, there's certain smells I just, I can't, I can't dig. I have put out memos to HR departments before because of people steaming broccoli and doing stuff like that. There was a guy well, in the Well, I don't hate station. broccoli. I'll eat broccoli. Well, oh, yeah, whatever you did to that is not good. So there, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a guy who would always make bacon. In the, uh, totally in the microwave. No, no, It's the no. tuna casserole guy that I don't like. Oh, uh, how about the swordfish guy? The swordfish guy is no good. Um, yeah, so it's just just that, no, the bacon guy is, at, so hold on. The egg salad sandwich guy. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. Yeah, r- rancid. By the way, that's in Australia and New Zealand. It's all about egg salad sandwich. So when we flew from Australia to New Zealand, that mm. was the snack on the plane. And they're like, here's your egg salad sandwich. It's like, <laughs> and there's literally 150 people chewing. Uh, and I hate the way it sounds when people chew eggs. Oh. And it's like 360 degrees of egg salad chewing. <laughs> oh, I'm like, come here. You know, that's why people flip off, flip out on airplanes. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, no, no, no bueno. Holman, I'm pretty excited actually to talk to Joe, who is our next guest. Yeah. And um, he's got an interesting web page, which I think might help us to explain who he is and why we're talking to him. So uh, why don't you launch into his man, van, dog, blog, yeah. and read about the man, and then maybe I'll follow up with the van. All right. So, uh, 
The, the website is Man Van Dog Blog, and we have Joe Hawley. And so uh, anybody who follows NFL might recognize his name. He was a center for the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eight years in the NFL, so no joke. But what I loved about his story is when I found out about him, here's a millionaire who loved playing football. His whole childhood, his whole life was football. And when he retired, gave it all up, grabbed a sportsmobile E350 van and a dog that he rescued from the pound, and then went out and found adventure. And he's just out living, and he's like, I'm so free because I let go of all my possessions. It's it's literally a man, a van, a dog, and his blog. So uh, <laughs> a little bit about him on his About Us, the man. Hello, my name is Joe Hawley, and I just retired from the NFL after eight seasons. I consider myself very blessed for having lived a child's dream of playing in the NFL. When I first started playing football, I instantly fell in love. What a game. The competition, the physicality, the brotherhood. I loved it all. But the game that I fell in love with started to become a business, and a business that slowly started to take its toll on my body and spirit. I knew football wasn't going to last forever, so I started to think about what I wanted to do next. These thoughts slowly turned into stress and anxiety. While I was ready for football to end, I don't know if I was completely prepared. I'd played football for 16 years. It's not only what I did, but who I was. It became my identity. I love playing football, but I always wanted to be more than just a football player. Now that it was over, I asked myself, who am I without football? A lot of things came to mind, more questions than answers. I felt the need to rediscover who I was without football, so I decided the best way to do this would be strip myself of most of my possessions, buy a van, and hit the road. Living with less so, that I could experience more. So here I am trying to figure it all out and enjoying every second of it. Then he goes on to describe the van. My van is a 2007 E350 Econoline 4x4 conversion van, and the conversion was done by a sportsmobile about 10 years ago, and I bought it used from a guy out in California and put a few upgrades on my own on it. And some of the features include solar panels, pop top, a sink, a 16-gallon freshwater tank, a gray water tank, a mini fridge, a couch, an awning, plenty of storage, and of course, four-wheel drive. I added a few things myself that included a new bumper and a winch, a bike rack, a storage box, a new stereo system, and a paint job. Well, technically, it's a wrap. The engine is a diesel. I've never owned a diesel, but now I don't think I'll ever go back to gas. Handles great and has plenty of power. I also had to pull a little trailer behind made for extra storage. This holds my weights, generator, camping gear, and other miscellaneous items. Overall, I couldn't be happier with my setup. I'm still learning how to live the van life, but it sure does help having a badass rig. If you have any questions about my van, hit me up on social media. So... Why hit him up on social media when we can actually dial him? All right. I, I like that plan. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Joe. So let's uh, let's get him uh, fired up on the phone here. He also has a dog, which we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. The dog's a huge part of the story. So uh, let's And I know him. you're a dog lover. I am a dog and lover. And I have three dogs. One of them's three-legged. You don't love them, but you have them. Yeah. No, I, no, <laughs> well, I, I do. I love some more than others. Well, I have favorites. Let's talk to a real dog lover. <laughs> we're going to call Joe right now. All right. What's up? Joe, Lightning Holman, Truck Show Podcast. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Did, did we wake you up? Uh, no, no. I saw the 714 number got me excited. I have the same area code. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I know. I saw when uh, <laughs> when you sent me your number, I go, oh, he's a homie. Well, we saw you went to uh, uh, high school in Anaheim. I did. I went to Esperanza High School. Uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about with Esperanza High because we went to rival schools. But before we can talk to you, we got to play a little intro, so stand by. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share us. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? 
Now, typically, Joe, that uh, intro is reserved for people who are in the studio with us because they could actually pull up a stool. But uh, where are you and where are we talking to you from? I am in my little apartment in Tampa Bay, Florida. Tampa Bay, Florida. So nowhere near us right now, which explains no stool. <laughs> we were just talking, and, and I had found you uh, over social media and saw that you had this amazing story um, and uh, talked to us about uh, you having eight years in the NFL, which, by the way, is no joke. Uh, I always said that if it were if you were a double sport athlete, baseball and NFL, I'd totally go baseball because it's a uh, guaranteed contract and people get beat up in the NFL. And I noticed that you're also a big baseball fan. So uh, I, I am as well. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could have played baseball. I don't really have the shoulders for it. But yeah, their, uh, their players union definitely has uh, has it figured out better than, than what we got going on with those guaranteed contracts. So and, and you, a lot of money. You, $30 million for Bryce Harper is crazy. That is crazy. And you're, you were a stud in the uh, CIF, which is our, our California State um, Athletics for high school, and you went to UNLV, and you were a center in the NFL. That's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I played tackle and defense uh, in high school uh, both ways. I played guard in, uh, in college, and they moved me over to center once I got to the league. And Yeah, eight years is a long time. I played a lot of football. I started over 50 games. I played in almost 100, and I can definitely I wake up every morning, and I definitely feel it. it. It took its toll on me for sure. Now, when you were going to Esperanza, kicking uh, my high school, Villa Park's ass, <laughs> um, were you thinking like, oh, man, this career is going to get me beaten up, or is it just like uh, it's all I know, it's all I love, and you don't even care? Yeah, you don't think about that kind of stuff when you're in high school. I mean, like looking back on it now and like stepping away from the game is, is really this is the first year I've been able to kind of really look at the big picture and, and see how far I really made it. Because when you're in it, I mean, you're grinding every day. I mean, someone's always trying to take your job. You're always trying to get better. You're always trying to you know, be better than you were the, the day before and get stronger, faster, be the best you can be. And, you know, you're constantly being judged by your coaches in the front office and, you know, trying to get replaced by players that are younger than you coming in. And when you're in college, you're trying to make, you know, get drafted as high as you can and impress the scouts. And then, once you make the league, you're trying to make the team. And once you make the team, you're trying to become a starter. And then once you become a starter, you're trying to get that second contract and get the money. And then once you get that, you're trying to – then you have all the pressure on you to, to perform it and live up to that contract that will cut you. And so there's this constant stress of always trying to be the best you can possibly be. And it gets to the point where it's just – it's too much. And then until you get to the – you know, finally – I mean, I've played football for the last 16 years of my life. And this is the first year where I was able to kind of take a step back and really look at it and, like, you know, have a sense of freedom where I didn't have all that pressure on me. And, um, you know, that's kind of why I decided to travel the country and, and get away from it all because it, it is a lot. And um, you don't really appreciate it until, you, uh, until you're until you done and you can really, you know, be grateful. You know, I, I got to live a child's dream and play eight years in the NFL. Like, I not only made it, but I was a starter – I played a, a pretty long time, and like I said, when you're in it, you don't really get you know the, the luxury of appreciating that. And now that I'm done, it's it's something I'm very proud of. Joe, were you ever able to um, soak in any of the you know the the kids that are coming up for autographs or you know, being on TV or any of that stuff? Did did you ever have any moments where you're like, wow, this is pretty cool, or were you just like horse blinders, like you described? Were, were there any moments where you could just take a breather, or did none of that happen until you actually left and got in a van? Oh, no, absolutely. I've, I've always been a pretty grateful, grateful dude. And 
I definitely always try to give back. Um, you know, I was blessed to get drafted to the Falcons and play there for five years, and they're, you know, very involved in the community as, a, as an organization. So I, I was exposed to all that. I uh, love giving back. And, yeah, I mean, I'm talking, like, during the grind, but when when you're out, like, visiting fans and stuff, like, it's, it's pretty cool that people, you know, come to see you play football. And, yeah, there's definitely moments where you're, where you're definitely grateful, but it's just always – you know, there's always so much pressure on you to perform, um, you know, while you're there and you just really never feel comfortable. So now that I'm done and I've, I've lived out my whole NFL career, my whole football career, and it's kind of over. I get to like kind of reevaluate the whole career and, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool looking at the big picture. So most, uh, most interviews would end right there. You made it to the NFL, <laughs> you were there and, uh, and it was nice to meet you, but that's not why we wanted you on the show. We wanted you on the show because you have an incredibly inspirational story. And instead of lamenting that your career is over and, and trying to, uh, to, to figure out you know, what came next, you sort of took you know, the, uh, the bull by the horns, I guess, and you went out and said, you know what, I, am, I made my money, I, I had my career, but I'm not done doing things for me. I've, I've been in football for 16 years. As you said, I, you were you know, answering to other people, and you finally had that freedom, and you decided... I'm going to get rid of most of my possessions. I'm going to go buy a van. I'm going to go get an awesome dog, and I'm going to go travel the country. How? Talk us through that decision, and then we want to get into the van and what the van means to you. And the dog. Yeah, and the dog. Freedom's the best. But, yeah, I mean, so when I was done playing football, I had a very unique opportunity. Um, you know, at first I started stressing, you know, about what I was going to do next and what I was going to get into and, you know, it's it's crazy that, that, you know, most people have to figure out what they want to do with their life when they're 20, you know, in college or just out of college. And they have this, like, crisis of, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want, what, what do I want my career to be? And I have a unique opportunity where I'm getting thrown into life at 30 years, you know, pretty good amount of money in the bank. I'm single. And I looked at myself in the mirror, like, what are you stressing about what's next for, like, enjoy the fruits of your labor like you worked so hard to get to this point go enjoy it and i always you know i think a lot of people if you haven't dreamed of this you know it's kind of crazy i've dreamed about you know it's or doing a road trip across the country with out of care in the world and i you know looked at myself in the mirror i was like you know what like if you're never if you're ever gonna have an opportunity to do it like let's do this thing and so you know i started looking into the van life on instagram and I thought it'd be pretty cool to get a van and live out of it. Um, I knew traveling the country would be kind of lonely by myself and all my 30 year old friends had, you know, full blown careers at this point. Like my best friend that I played high school football with is like a full blown lawyer now. And so it's, I got to make fun of, I make fun of the like, dude, I just got done playing like, like, the sport that we played as kids. I just got done and you're already like full blown lawyer. It's crazy. Um, so I decided to, you know, get a van. I rescued a dog. So I wasn't, Super lonely. I knew having a travel companion would be would be ideal. So I went to a rescue shelter here in Tampa last year, and I, I found the perfect travel companion. And so Anthony named her uh, named her Freedom uh, after my newfound freedom that I was about to experience, and I uh, decided to hit the road. And that was almost exactly a year ago. I, at end of March last year, I hit the road. I was on the road for like seven or eight months. I just just moved back to Tampa for the winter because I'm not a big fan of the cold, and it's Pull the cell everywhere else right now. <laughs> um, yeah, polar vortex going on right now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
No, I actually just bought a new van, a new uh, improved, upgraded van that's more comfortable. So I'm going to hit the road again in three weeks, almost a, a full year after I hit the road originally and, and do it again. I, I experienced so much and I grew so much and I learned so much about myself on the road, which really wasn't my intention. I mean, I hit the road just trying to, you know, see the country and, and experience it. But what I found out on the open road was, was like real freedom and I grew so much and I learned that getting outside your comfort zone is really where the most growth happens. And, um, you know, I started this blog to share it on social media. I didn't think that was going to turn into anything special, but it's picked up a little bit of traction, especially the Facebook video that came out uh, last week. It's gone viral. I think it's almost got 20 million views or something, which is crazy. Oh, my that, Lord. So that's how I found you. And I don't. Want, <laughs> I, we definitely want to cover the, uh, the E350 where you started and then also the new Sprinter van, which I saw on Instagram, which looks badass, by the way. But uh, I don't want to gloss over freedom and when you found her at the pound, because I think, or the shelter, I think that the story of how you knew she was the right dog for you and how she is with you is pretty amazing. And for myself, I'm a huge animal lover, and I, I that's what caught my eyes. I saw the video about you and your dog, and then the van life and, and the freedom and the rest of the story kind of fell into place behind that. And I'm like, man, this guy has such a great inspirational story. So talk to our listeners a little bit about Freedom and, and, and how you knew she was for you, because she, she wasn't the dog you thought you would necessarily go in looking for, right? Yeah, so I mean, I, I originally, I knew I didn't want a puppy uh, when I first you know, started thinking about what dog I wanted. I wanted a dog that was like over a year old that you know, could handle the road. I knew a puppy wouldn't be good on the road. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe I want a puppy because you know, I want to be able to develop a dog and that relationship. And so I had my sister who was actually looking online at all these different dogs and she's like, there's a couple really cute puppies at the shelters. And so I went to the shelters and the puppies go really fast, um, like within minutes of them getting in, like usually you have to be there around when the place opens. So I went there like a couple different times, puppies were taken and I looked around. Um, there's this really big high kill shelter in Hillsboro that's huge. I mean, there's hundreds of cages, hundreds of dogs. And so I was like, you know, I'll figure I'll look around. Didn't really see anything I liked. Didn't really connect with any of the dogs. So I went back. The third time I went back there, I was like, I'll look around. Um, ended up walking by Freedom's cage. And she was curled up in the corner. And I was, you know, slapping at her, trying to get her to come over to the cage uh, and say what's up. And she was just, like, looking at me with this, like, don't even look at me, Buck, you know. And that's, you know, I tried to talk to her some more. And there's these these dividers where half the cage is on the inside, half the cage is on the outside. And so they can walk through this little hole to the, you know, other aisle. And so she, she just got up and walked out. Like she wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> then I had to walk around to the other side. Sounds like my wife. Did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I come <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was playing hard to get. So I was like, you know, whatever, like screw this dog. She didn't want to say hi to me. So then I went and had, you know, if you want to have a play date, you got to ask them. They take the dog out. Um, to a little play area and you can kind of see if you, you know, gel with them at all. So I did that with a couple different dogs. You know, some of the dogs had a lot of energy, but you know, I just didn't feel right. I'm a big intuition, gut feeling kind of guy. Like I really trust my, my intuition. And so I, was, I went back to freedom and I was like, you know what? Like for some reason, like this dog's not looking at me. Uh, maybe, maybe that's, you know, what I like in women, like hard to get, whatever. So I was like, <laughs> can I do a play date with this dog? And they're like, yeah. So I go to the, the um, you know, a little play area, and she literally is sniffing around, like, trying to get out of the cage, but doesn't even, like, pay me any attention at all, and finally, like, I don't know why, but after being there for, like, 10 minutes, I was, like, trying to pet her and hang out with her, and she wasn't really, like, feeling it, but I 
for some reason I just knew that she would be super grateful to get out of there. Like she just didn't belong there. Like most dogs are barking, freaking out. Like it is, you know, just crazy. But she's just like, looked so sad. And I just knew she'd be grateful to get out of there. So I told the guy, like, I'll take her. I got to ask any questions. Or I'll take her. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, okay. So then I, uh, I took her home and, you know, 30 minutes later I got her at home and she jumped on me and just licked me for like 30 minutes straight and, and she was so grateful, and she's been so grateful. They know. Since. Yeah, I, I've rescued a couple dogs, and uh, my uh, my last dog that uh, that just passed away, Sarge, he was a greyhound, a racing greyhound, and I rescued him after his racing career was over. And uh, he was my third greyhound. And there's just something about those dogs when you rescue them that they're forever grateful for you. They they know that that you gave them uh, something special. And they will always remember you for that. So that's the story that got uh, kind of pulled at my heartstrings. I'm like, all right, I like this dude. I like I like that he loves dogs. And now here's this other stuff we have in common. He's traveling the world in a four by four van. He's off roading. He's having adventure. His he story, loves baseball. His like, story sounds like a like a Vietnam vet coming back from war, not knowing what to do with their life, and they buy a Harley. And they just go on the road. They find themselves a dog or whatever, and and they go on the road to, to literally just find themselves. And it sounds very familiar, like I've seen this movie before. But he's he said Joe's, this is real life. Joe's living this, right? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> this is real life, baby. So, Joe, tell us about the van. We're dying to know about this E three fifty and its sportsmobile. How did you come upon it? Oh man, it is. It's a really badass vehicle. Um, really love it. I'm gonna miss it. I just sold it last week, actually. Um, but yeah, I was doing a lot of research um, leading up to this. I knew last, you know, last year is 2017. So, you know, I kind of was looking into van life, doing some research, and the vans are very customizable, but they're hard to find the one that you kind of want because they are so customizable. Yeah, so a, a lot of owners with Sportsmobiles, there's, there were so many different, and we know the guys at Sportsmobile through Four Wheeler Magazine, and we've done a lot with Sportsmobile over the year. Great company, but there's so many variations of floor plans, and they're so modular. So too custom, that, too custom for the owner? Is well, that the problem? Well, I think because each owner can personalize it so much for their needs mm-hmm. that for the secondhand market, it's hard to find the one yeah, that really fits what you want. Yeah. Yeah, so I was looking, and I and I, I finally found, I found a couple that kind of fit, but they weren't exactly what I wanted, and then I found this one. Or, so I put down a deposit. I called Sportsmobile and I put down a deposit to get in line, but it was, ended up being an eight-month wait time to get my own brand-new, fully custom one. It was going to be, obviously, way more expensive. So while I put down the deposit, I was like, I'm going to keep looking. And I finally found this guy in California that was selling his, and it was perfect. It was exactly what I was looking for. Um, so I ended up calling him. Um and he was the original owner. He owned it for 10 years, and he just didn't use it enough. He was, like, using it on weekend trips, and he was trying to get rid of it and flew over there, uh, picked it up probably, uh, you know, February last year, drove it from California all the way to Florida, and then I kind of souped it up a little bit and put a new front road end trip. bumper on it. Who doesn't love a good road trip? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that first road trip when I picked it up and drove it back was – majestic like it was it took me three days and i just enjoyed the hell out of it. It when amazing. you got the keys when you got the keys and you turned on to the freeway i'm assuming you probably took i don't know the 10 or the 40 out of town or something like that and you were driving and you're like holy crap this is phase one of the rest of my right. life of this adventure i finally got the 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 tool or the implement like i i crossed the country for work driving different vehicles and stuff probably two or three times a year where I'll do a cross-country run. And to me, there's nothing better than driving cross-country because it's 
you're with yourself, you, you're, you're alone. Um, you know, it's, it's you and nature, especially if you're going through Texas or I-70 up in Colorado and Utah and some of these amazing places. And there's just a serenity about the road where it's like man and machine, you know, like I just, I, I love that. So when you were driving it, were you just totally stoked? Like this, this is it. I can't, I'm, I'm happy that I did this. I, I mean, I just had the biggest smile on my face the whole way. If you had a camera on me, I don't think I was not smiling the whole way. Um, I love being on the open road. And I think, you know, a lot of people that travel a lot um, through the air, I mean, there's there's something, like you said, it's very special to kind of see the space between all the cities and, and see the environment and the, and the scenery change from, like, desert to, you know, a little bit greener and then the mountains and then the trees and then the East Coast, it starts to get really green. And, and um, crowded. Being able to see all the... Yeah, crowded. <laughs> Being able to see the diversity of the country and all the beautiful places that we have right in our own backyard has been something very special, and I'm really excited to hit the road again. I mean, there's a lot of places I still haven't seen um, that I want to check out. I haven't been up the East Coast yet, and I haven't been up in the Northwest yet. And I mean, I've been, a lot of people, you know, ask if I've been to certain places. Like, I've been to most of the country. Um, you know, I've played football. I've, I've flown to a lot of places. I've traveled a lot. But on this road trip in a van, like living out of the van, I have only into a few different spots. So well, so and you excited. get to uh, soak in the culture of the of the people. And when, when you're flying in, I, I travel up for business, right? And usually it's a two or three day or four day trip and you fly in and you go to the airport, you go to the hotel and you sort of have a schedule of what you're doing. And you might have a little bit of time to sightsee, but not a lot. And then you get back in the airport and you fly home and you fly over all these amazing places. When you're on the ground, you're talking to people, you're meeting people. I've had the pleasure of being able to drive like a brand new pre-production truck that isn't out yet where I'm talking to, to truckers and people towing trailers at, at, uh, at, at truck stops and things like that. And you're and people are telling you the cool places to go and, and you're just really getting a feel for what America really is. And there's there's such a difference in the heartland and in the center of this country. Well, in, in, the, in the freeways as well, the highways. So the difference between the 10, the 40, the 70, the 90, they're, all they're different. wildly different. Yeah, right? I mean, no matter where you are, it's its own unique place. And, and there's America is so diverse that no two places are alike. And, and there are places that I absolutely just... Like, it's almost like a siren song that calls me back. Like, I need to go there and travel Well, we there. have people from Australia that do road trips in, you know, in, in, the US. In, in the U.S. Or people from the U.K. that come over and they yeah. go across the country. They just can't believe it. And so it's funny that we have millions of Americans that have never done that trip. Yeah. Yeah, they don't realize. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, showing some of these pictures, I think that's part of my, my journey is to show people what we, what we have. We, we have one of the best national park systems in the whole world. And Amazing. The, the beauty that's right in our own backyard, it's, it's incredible. I mean, going to these national parks, like going to, I went to Arches National Park and Grand Teton. I mean, there's foreigners all over the place, like, taking pictures because they're like, wow, like, you guys have this right here. And, you know, people live in these bubbles in these cities and these concrete jungles, and they never get to experience. Especially Germans in summertime. Yeah. A <laughs> lot, lot of Germans in the summertime. <laughs> the Germans love Death Valley, man. I don't know what it is, but every time I go to Death Valley in summertime, man, they are just soaking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your first diesel, correct? This E350, and and I, I on your site you're like, I don't think I'm going back to gas, which that we found that kind of interesting. And I'm guessing the sports mobile, or excuse me, the Sprinter is also uh, the the Mercedes three liter CDI diesel. I'm guessing. Yes, it is, but the, the it's, it's it's badass. Yeah, four wheel drive. It's got everything. 
And so what, how did you decide on diesel for the sportsmobile? I mean, was it just what he, the guy happened to have? Because they make the V10 in that thing as, as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I've always had gas and um, honestly never really been exposed to diesel. I know my, my brother-in-law bought a big diesel truck and he was raving about it, telling me how much power it has. And um, when I first picked it up, that was my first experience driving a diesel. And when I drove it across country, like the amount of power it had, I mean, this big-ass van and I'm driving up these hills, and it was just, you know, cruising by these, like, little cars. And I'm like, man, this thing is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> these roads. Nice. So, I mean, I just, I just, yeah, I just barely, I mean, I barely had to press the pedal. And, and it just had so much torque and so much power. And um, especially for a big vehicle. I mean, that van, I mean, for how big it is and, and beastly it is, it drove really well and very smooth. And, um, you know, driving across the country is very comfortable, which is awesome. Any idea what kind of mileage you were getting, Joe? Yeah, between 11, 12, and 15. That's not like bad. That. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's a big beast. That's a, I mean, look. That's you're, an 07, so He's moving see. a brick through the air. You I'm know what I mean? I'm guessing that was a six-liter power stroke in the E350? Yeah. So, so, you guys know your cars, huh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's the truck show. It's the truck show, man. <laughs> um, so when you got this, <laughs> when you got the Sprinter... Uh, obviously, a completely different vehicle than the uh, than the Sportsmobile uh, Ford chassis. A lot bigger. Uh, Four wheel drive system is different, more sophisticated. Uh, what was the you know you talked about possibly getting a brand new Sportsmobile, and then you ended up getting the the used one, and then you got a brand new Sprinter. What was the difference? What made you decide to go with the Sprinter on the the second go round? Yeah, so I mean, after living on the road for you know seven eight months, I kind of realized. Um, what I needed or what I wanted. Um, I kind of just went in blind when I first bought it. I thought I wanted a pop top. Uh, my old one is a pop top, which uh, wasn't very comfortable and it was just a lot more setup. Like when I pull up into a campsite, I'd have to pop the top, I'd have to get, um, I had a, like a rollout mattress, foam Tempur-Pedic mattress to help with the comfort. Um, it did make it more roomy and it was easier to drive when it was down, but it just wasn't as comfortable, so I knew I wanted a high ceiling sprinter instead. Um, the one I got has a full queen size bed in the back. There you go. Um, which also helps with. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, how how tall uh, a guy so are you, Joe? Six three. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, need he some, needs every bit of that handsome. queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the new one, so the old one I had, and I had a little trailer where I had my grill in the back, and so if I wanted to cook, I had to take out the grill. Um, plug it into the propane. It was a whole thing. Uh, this new one has a like a little mini kitchen in it with burners and a sink right built in uh, with the full queen size bed. So I can do what I'm excited about this year is I can do a lot more stealth camping uh, where I get in the city. I can kind of just find a neighborhood park, just jump in the back without any setup. If I drive for eight or nine hours to a different spot and I'm tired, I can just park it, jump in the back, sleep, and then wake up in the morning and hit the road again. Uh, with the old one, I couldn't really do that because there was so much setup. It was, you know, I had to, I had to, I couldn't just go into a neighborhood and pop the top. People would be like, "What the hell is this guy doing in here?" You know. Now, Joe, did you buy um, that pre-done or did you design it from scratch? And if so, where? So I actually got the opportunity to speak at this tiny house um, festival thing in Florida uh, last fall. And when I was there, uh, I kind of agreed to it because I was looking for the new van at that time. I was just coming towards the end of my trip, and uh, I knew I wanted a high-ceiling Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. And the person asked me to talk. You know, I was like, hey, is there builders there? Any van builders? And I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of builders. So I went there, agreed to it, did a little talk, shared my story. And I was walking to the back of the festival. There was like this little, you know, van area where they were selling these vans. And this one guy 
um, I met him and he had this band that was so badass. So I was like, yo, what's up? Are you selling this thing? He's like, yeah. And he gave me a little tour and like within two minutes, I was, I was like, I'll take it. He's like, dude, you haven't even asked how much it is. I was like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> You're all, I saved so much money on my first one, I can afford the second and one. And Joe's the perfect customer right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Qualified and it has the dough do to do it. And, you know? and ready to pull the trigger. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, so this guy, he's uh, an ex AC 130 Air Force mechanic. And Badass. Yeah. You know they call those yeah, things uh, so Puff like the Magic Dragon? Really? Yeah, because of the uh, it's got yeah. a howitzer in it, and they orbit, and they blow stuff up on the ground. It's, so it's a gunship, right? It's a, basically a cargo plane turned into a gunship, and they call it Puff the Magic Dragon because it has so much smoke that comes out when they shoot the big oh, old gun Oh, because they make the things go away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Damn, savage. Yeah, so he's a, he's a badass dude that's like really high-quality builder, and um, that was like his second or third van. He just started getting into, into building vans, and I actually liked it so much that I ended up, um, you know, asking if he ever needed help. Uh, I would, I would love to help him, you know, financially or whatever he needed to help promote and build more vans. So he hit me up a couple months later, which was, you know, about six weeks ago, and we actually went into business together. And so we're we're gonna start building more vans out for people, more more spare vans. Rad. Okay, so. So let's use this as a platform. What's the name of the company and where should people go if they're interested in uh, in the van lifestyle? Well, we have a lot of overlanders that listen. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, so his name is Grant Wilson. You can follow him on Instagram at Van Gogh Outdoors. And you can go to Van Gogh. Love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, VanGoOutdoors.com to check out the build. He's We're about halfway done with it. Um, you know, I think it's going to be done probably end of March, You know, maybe three or four weeks. Um, it's going to go for around eighty thousand. Um, it's it's awesome. It's that's a, it's not bad a at all. Bit, yeah, it's it's a high quality. He's trying to make it an affordable van. For, it's a brand new Mercedes Benz chassis, and he's building it out fully custom. So go check it out if you're interested. It's definitely a high quality piece of equipment. Awesome. And, then, and that has a jacuzzi in the back for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can you can you can pull one. It's got a trailer hitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Lightning wants the uh, the queen waterbed option to go. Uh, no, I'm not. Out. I'm not cool with waterbeds. They're they're spooky. I don't know. <laughs> Something's weird with waterbeds. People who own waterbeds are freaky. That's true. Uh, everybody I've ever known that uh, owned a waterbed had something loose with them. Yeah, right. Not quite right. <laughs> yeah, who sleeps on a waterbed? <laughs> Joe, I would love to hear about briefly some of the people that you met on the road. So you've got you've got the dog, you've got the van, you've got the life, but. Your 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 memories are formed a lot by the locations and the people and the that faces, you're meeting yeah, and the faces. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly I'm thinking about writing a book because of all the experiences I had. I mean, I I met so many cool people on the road. Um, some of them I still talk to, and you know, I tell people all the time what a time to be alive. Because if I would have done this trip, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, it would have been a completely different experience. But the the ability to connect with people with Instagram and social media. Um, has been incredible. And so if I, I went on a baseball tour of the Midwest, I went to 13 games in 14 days and seven nice. or six cities. How many, how many ballparks? Because I, that was going to be one of my next questions because I'm a huge baseball guy and I'm collecting ballparks myself. So I'm curious which ballparks you've hit. I've been to, I think, like 13 or 14 last year. Oh, man, that's yeah, awesome. A lot more on yeah, it was so fun. Um, my favorite was probably, obviously, like, I like Wrigley as an experience. 
experience. Yes. Uh, my favorite actual ballpark, though, was, uh, was Miller Park in, uh, in Milwaukee. Oh, really? I've heard great things about Miller. Everybody says Camden no, why, wait, is the but, one. But why? That's one I haven't been to. There's lightning. What about Miller? Miller, it, it, so it looks like it, it reminds you of a big old factory. And it's The retractable roof is really dope how it works. It kind of goes you know, in the middle and then closes up. I went to two games there. One day it was closed. One day it was open, which was cool. And it's got it's huge. Like when you walk in, there's four decks, and the amount of fans there. Like they were having a good year last year, but it was like on a Tuesday afternoon, and it was slammed. It was just really good energy. Um, it was a good good ball game. They have really good food there. Uh, so just the whole experience was was awesome. I was, I was I think it was mostly because I was surprised because I kind of put it out on Instagram. I was like, Yo, what's everybody's favorite ballparks? Like, what do you guys recommend? Love that. And nobody was like. Miller Park, you gotta go check out Miller Park. So when I walked in, I was like, damn, like, this is awesome. I don't know what saying about this place. So. I've been, uh, so I was just counting them up. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I'm about at 11. And uh, Wrigley, for sure, you got to go for the experience. Um, I, I really liked uh, Detroit. I'm in Detroit a lot. I think uh, I think America's pretty cool. Uh, Safeco is amazing from just the size, the screen, the technology there. Um, but I have to tell you, my favorite ballpark is, uh, is Fenway. Why? And, um, well... Fenway is like Wrigley. Those are the two oldest ballparks, right? So that's that's an experience in itself. And Yaki Lane and all that stuff. My wife and I used to go to a one away series a year uh, before we got married. And uh, so she said, let's go to Boston. It's like, great, we're going to go. So we put on our Angels gear. We're big Angels fans. And we go to Boston. And we're like, you can't wear that at Fenway. And you, they're got, gonna, and you got beaten they're up. They're going to kill you, right? And we're thinking, no, no, we're cool. We're cool. So we, we went there. And everybody was awesome. They're like, oh, did you guys come from California? And I swear to God that people tell you not to go to Fenway just because they don't want more people there. Because I got to tell you, the fans were awesome. And everybody's super welcoming. So we're at this game and uh, we're having some ice cream. We had obstructed view seats behind third base. And so we kind of got up to get ice cream so we can keep watching the game, kind of hang out. It's a hot night. Some lady walks up to us and says, are you guys visiting from California? And we said, yeah. She says, on behalf of the Boston Red Sox, we'd like to upgrade your seats. What? And so the lady. That doesn't happen. My lady takes my wife and I, gives us two new tickets up to the same level as the press box where all the boxes are and they like serve you food in your seats. Yes. And at that point. That's the best section. It's Angels in Fenway. And at that time, it was up like seven nothing. So we're like, "Yeah, angels, right?" And then it's like ten nothing. Yeah, angels, halos, yeah. And then it's fifteen nothing. We're like, "Oh no!" Yay, <laughs> yay, angels! And it's like the total embarrassment of riches, right? Because we're at we're at Fenway, we're visiting, and our team is demolishing the Red Sox. The game we were at, and I, I've got a picture of it. The Angels beat the Red Sox twenty-one to two. Oh no! And we got upgraded. So that's like the greatest. Yeah, so that's like the greatest baseball like away stadium experience ever. But by the end of the night, we're like, "Yeah, Angels, go team!" <laughs> so, 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 Joe, you bring freedom to some of the games. I've seen on your Instagram. Is that any any issue bringing the dog in? Uh, well, so when I when I did that trip, um, so the cool thing about the social media and everybody figuring out about my trip when I first started last year. Um, there was a story USA Today did kind of like this Facebook video that went viral this last week. It wasn't as big, but a lot of people reached out, and one of the people that reached out was the president of minor league baseball, and he oh, gave wow. me this oh, wow. card. Yeah, 
really cool. He gave me this car, and they got me into any minor league stadium in the whole country. All I had to do was show this car. Dude, what? Right on. How do we get that? Yeah, I want that car. We need to go live in a van with a dog. Dude, I just want, I want to see if Joe <laughs> makes it back out to the West Coast and is like, go, go to a baseball game with him. That's what I'm saying. So I hit him up. I was like, yeah, what if I want to go to major league games? And he was like, well, let me see what I can do. He's like, show, send me the list. So he sent me the contacts to every team that I was going to on my trip. And so I kind of sent an email out to these people, like, you know, the Pirates and the Reds and the Indians. And I asked them, I said, you know, here's my story. I'm going to come and watch some baseball. And I think I only paid for one, one team didn't reach out and I paid for tickets for that. But every other team was really accommodating. They gave me free tickets. They're like, yeah, freedom's good. Come on in. Awesome. Um, so it was a really cool experience. Yeah. It's, it sounds like, Joe, that this is all been positive i mean did you have any i hate to bring up mishaps but weird experience but, but i am i am curious like did you re- run in any crazy toothless homeless guys or something that <laughs> ran after you have you seen sasquatch you stole my wife you're like i don't even know your wife like <laughs> yeah. some weird occurrence on the road or was it all just puppy dogs and roses i mean it's all it's all been good I mean, it's really all about your perspective and how you how you take it in i mean i just tried to take it one day at a time i had a couple times uh my trailer blew out in Indiana. I don't know if you guys have ever driven through there, but oh yeah, uh, yep. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, so I blew out one of my tires there. It was actually on the baseball tour when I was doing 13 games in 14 days. And I was actually that 14th day, it was in the middle of it. And I was going to go all the way to St. Louis for a game and then up to Milwaukee, but it was like four hours out of the way. So I decided just to take a day off. And luckily I did because that day I blew the tire out. I ended up leaving the trailer and having to get it fixed. But um, stuff like that, you gotta just roll with the punches when you're on the road. You just if you, if you get upset by little things, you know it's if you're the kind of guy that sits in traffic and you get angry at everybody and you, it pisses you off. I mean, there's gonna be things that happen to you on the road that you're not gonna be able to handle. Oh. So you kind of just gotta go with the flow. Sorry, Lightning, you're not allowed to go on any road trips. What are you talking about? That's I'm you. Good. No, that's you. No, I no. was. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. I, we were on the road the other day and yeah. you were cutting guys off. You wouldn't that's let them true. pass you. No, you, are you that's insane? You're pot calling the ghetto black. You're over the here. one who yells at people for not having their headlights on. You. That's totally you different. You literally that's, want no, to make a safety. sign that's for that safety. tells people their lights are off. That's totally different. You lasered me on the freeway. Yes, I did laser you on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, by the way, the guy I was swearing at was you. Yeah. That <laughs> California traffic something else, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, now, so how much time do you spend in Southern California? I mean, you went to high school here. You went... Where, did you grow up in uh, Anaheim Hills or Yorba Linda or where? Yorba Linda, yeah. Yorba Linda. Um, man, good times. It's been a while since I've been back. I, uh, my parents and a lot of my friends don't live there anymore. My parents moved to Texas, so... Not a lot of reason for me to go back. I did drive through L.A. and San Diego um, last fall in like September. Um, I did go up to Northern California. I went to San Francisco, which was a lot of fun. And went and watched that. Uh, so you're like a lot of people who used to live in California. When they come back, they're like, mm, nah, I don't miss this. I don't miss this crap. I don't think, I mean, I miss the weather, but I, I mean, I found pretty good weather here in Tampa. And I just, yeah, I don't know. Kind of, it's nice to visit, but I don't think I'd ever live there again. Yeah, I think a lot of the good people move out and they yeah. go to Texas. That's I think why, that's what happens. That's why you and I have to stay because we're the last of the good people. <laughs> we're fighting. Yeah, but I don't want to be the guy on the roof with a shotgun going, "Get off my lawn!" No, you know? I'm, I'm the guy when waiting the, when the next riots break no, no, out. No, I'm the guy waiting by the uh, by the light switch. So when everybody leaves, I'll turn out the lights before I leave. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> yeah, that's me. All right, oh, nice. <laughs> Joe. It's it's been quite a treat to get you on the phone. Really appreciate you sharing your story. It's um, inspirational. And I think it, it's unfortunate that so many of us are just trapped in our jobs or our life and our family. And c- could we uproot and just do it? 
maybe, but we've we've all takes a commitment though. We've all tethered ourselves to our life wherever it is, and 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 so not only. I don't know. We're living vicariously through your Instagram. Yeah, so that's a man van dog blog on Instagram. And, yeah, and, and I'm trying to share the fact that, you know, it's not, you don't really have to go live in a van and travel the country and do this crazy road trip. I mean, you take a weekend trip and go experience, you know, different national parks that are near you and, and just get, get out of the house and, and go experience life. And, um, you know, my big saying is, you know, live with less so you can experience more. I think a lot of people get caught in this society. Uh, you know, turning, trying to get, you know, bigger things, nicer things and, and need more things. And they just fill their life with clutter. And, you know, they, they wake up, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, not happy and wondering why they accumulated all that stuff and worked so hard for all that stuff and, you know, nothing really to show for it. So to take a step back from all that and really, you know, realize that, you know, there's a lot more to life. And I think, you know, spending your money on experiences is something that you can take with you. Um, you know, the stuff is all going to, it's going to wear out eventually. So where's, uh, where's next on your adventure? You said that you're getting ready to take the sprinter out and hit the road here in about three weeks. Yeah. I'm hitting the road April 1st. I'm going to head up the East coast. I got a lot of friends in Atlanta. So I'm going to stop there for a little bit. And then my sister lives in Virginia. I'm going to stop and visit some family. And then, um, probably first stop will be like DC. I'm going to go to the nationals game. I want to, I want to see my boy Max Scherzer pitch, um, He's, he's my fantasy ace, so... Yeah, <laughs> nice. I think I have him on my fantasy team, too. Although, uh, you got to be a little bit bummed that Harper's not in uh, Washington anymore, but damn that contract for Philly. I know, man. Wow, must be nice. It, and I mean, he was talking he, about... He literally could never swing a bat again, and he's still going to be making $330 million. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. exactly. And he's already talked about... And I, I'm wondering if uh, he'll get into trouble, but today he was saying... You're damn right. I'm going to be talking about Mike Trout. I'm like, you son of a, don't you take Mike Trout, Harper? That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do, don't it. do it. <laughs> hey, Joe, do you ever have meetups? Do you ever go on Instagram and say I'm going to be in Colorado Springs or wherever on Thursday, and just say I'm going to be at a Starbucks and and let people who follow you meet you and just shake hands or anything like that? Yeah. So when I first started last year, I was very weary of doing that because I. I was, you know, just starting a trip. I was like, I don't want any weirdos to meet up with me. Um, <laughs> right. You know, so you kind of, you kind of question. But so I started off last year. The way I did it was, I, you know, at the baseball games, I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to this baseball game. I'm sitting in this section. If you want to come say hi to me, I'll be here. And that worked really well because people that really wanted to see me, they, you know, get a cheap ticket. They are they're already going to the game, and then they come say hi. And I met a lot of people that way. Um, this year, I think I'm, I'm going to be a little more comfortable, and I think I've. I've communicated with my community a little bit more, and I've developed that community. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do more meetups this year um, on the road and, and kind of connect with people. It's been a lot of fun to, to meet people. Can we follow you and uh, keep up with your progress and maybe check in with you uh, later in the year? Yeah, absolutely. Hit me up whenever, man. Dude, that that would be awesome. And that is uh, Joe Holly Man Van Dog Blog, or at Van Go Outdoors if you're interested in some uh, killer sprinter van uh for uh, for adventure and uh, his Instagram is awesome. There's just if if you if you like yoga, if you like the outdoors, if you <laughs> love four by fours, if you love, I mean, it's just this crazy mix of like freedom, adventure, freedom, the dog. I mean, it's just some nice photography too. Great photography. It's a great place to just chill out and relax. I think there's a lot of uh, Instagram where um, you know it's just sort of. It's hype, and this it's is hype, not hype. Yeah. And this is like sort of relaxing to kind of flip through the feed and go, man, I've been there, or what a cool experience, or that's awesome to see. And, and by the way, Freedom is a really cute dog. Yeah, Freedom's awesome.
Yeah, she's the best. I got really lucky. She's such a sweetie. Joe, thank you so much. Can't wait to uh, catch up with you later in the year. Yeah, appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. You All right, brother. It. All right, safe travels. Talk soon. All right, later. All right, bye-bye. Holman, that was uh, pretty cool. I learned a lot on that. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you know what we haven't done in a while? Uh, reviews? Yeah, let's do some of those. All right, you got one? Uh, we've got one from uh, KevT528Yahoo, and he says the truck show... Five stars. Five stars. Oh, I was like, I was hey, like, I was doing it. Here, here we go. He says one, two, three, five, five stars. stars. All right, good. All right, all right. And we've got one here from four, three, two, one. Pat, and it says truck show, truck. Yeah, you guys kick gas and <laughs> five, five stars. stars. All right, all right. Appreciate that. Uh, we've got one from uh, Dillweed. Mm-hmm. It says a uh, GM dealership. He says, "Hello guys, I work at a GM dealership in New Hampshire. I spray bed liners and install plows." That's awesome. <laughs> it reminds me of Homer, Mr. Yeah. Plow. That's yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's right. uh, he says uh, he sprays bedliners and installs plows on 1500s, 2500s, and 3500 Chevy and GMCs, and your podcast has made my Monday go by a lot faster since episode three. Oh, wow. Long-termer. Uh, yeah, he says, keep it up, and thanks for all the great episodes so far, and that's from Dylan, he says... Five stars. stars! All right, Dylan, appreciate that. We've got one from uh, DMMHGM. Don't know how you guys get your uh, I don't handles. Know that, I wonder if that stands for something. DMHDM? DMMHGM. It's not like a Depeche Mode reference or something uh, from something. the 80s. Anyway, mm, okay. uh, he says, leaving a review from all the phones in my family. I mean, little sister heard the jingles once, and it's all she sings now. Not sure if it was a good thing, but hey, keep it up, and five stars. All right, and we've got one from, uh, oh, here's one, podcast listener. Says a great show with the oh, best. Really creative name there, buddy. <laughs> Podcast listener. But he left out all the vowels. Oh, interesting. No, so, so he says, uh, the best, uh, great show with the best jingles ever. He says, hey, Holman and Lightning McQueen. Lightning. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> mind that. That's all right. Says, love the show. Love all the songs, too. Don't listen to the haters. I think you do a great job with the production. I just purchased my first full-size truck last year, a 2004 Dodge Ram 1500 quad cab Hemi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Says, uh, I don't. Th- yeah, buddy. You can't just gloss over Well, yeah, I wasn't buddy. sure if you were ready, because a lot of times well, you, you just rolled right in the next right. sentence. Well, you got yeah, it in. <laughs> By the way, she's mad at you right now. I know. Well, uh, I, listen, I get her voice. He says, <laughs> I don't think I could ever go back to driving a small car now. It's awesome. My brother and I were just talking about the fact that here in the Northeast, Rams seem to outnumber Ford and Chevy 5 to 1. Not sure why. I never noticed until I had one. Maybe you might have some insight into that. After I got my truck, my brother turned me on to your show, and I've been hooked ever since. Love the huge HDSO, but it took me about two weeks to finish it. (laughs) (laughs) Strange thing is, and funny about that is we thought it was going to be a slow episode because it didn't have as many downloads at first. You just mean a uh, just slow as far as, like, acceptance? Yeah, well, slow with people finishing it, and and Mm -hmm. it had, like, lower downloads and everything else. Uh, it just finished February in the yeah. top 10 of all time. Oh, my god! So gosh. it took you guys a couple weeks to get there, but you got there. Uh, anyway, he says, um, strange thing is that the mounted parameters girl. monitor, key, engine, parameters. That one? And the chief engineer for GM sounded like the same person. No, nope, not, not the same person. No. He says, coincidence? I think not. Would love to hear an episode or part of an episode about a possible solution to the hemi-tick. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Oh, and keep mounting those parameters. And... Five stars. Five stars! All right, and we've got uh, one here from uh, Quick12KE says, Best Automotive Podcast on iTunes. No way. He probably hasn't heard any other podcasts on iTunes. Better than the Goldberg episode? Uh, he says- Better than uh, better than CarCast? Better than uh, that NPR boring car talk thing? Nope, no, we've never been better than them. But better, no, no, ones. we've never, I'm saying, I'd no, love to be better than them. Uh, it helps that Lightning has his production background from K-Rock. 
Holman mm. is great with the knowledge background in publishing. Great interviews. I wish they could produce more content. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Yeah, we uh, we didn't have those pesky day jobs. Uh, here's one from Longhorn. Oh, and he says, five, five stars. stars. Appreciate you, that. Got a Longhorn fan, 121. This show fuels my love for trucks to an unhealthy level, but I can't get enough. There are no unhealthy levels of Just, your love for trucks. We are fueling you, and your heads will not blow. It's gaskets. okay if it runneth over. Yes, but it won't. No. Because your cup is so big. I don't know what we're saying here. Okay. It says, uh, the jingles take the cake, and my wife hates me for singing them all the time, though she does join in every once in a while now. I've also started using five stars as a general celebration when good things happen. Keep up the great work, and five stars. Okay, and we've got uh, innovators uh, from FTG21. I love the guests who tell their story about how they got started. Great podcast for road trips, and... Five stars. Right. I love innovators. I love entrepreneurs. I think you can tell because oh, it comes yeah, right through that. the speakers, and I can't get enough. So I got one here from 1979. Wagoneer says, "Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hands down, one of the best podcasts to listen to. Thank you. Oh wow. Says uh, no matter if you're into cars or trucks, this show will keep you entertained. Keep doing what you guys do. I recently got out of the U.S. Army infantry and drive a semi now during the day. I binge listen to your entire podcast." In just over three weeks and loved every second <laughs> How of it. How is that possible? Why would you have that much of us in our lives? Our wives and family do not have that much of us in their lives. So wait a minute. He's sleeping while listening to us. I guess, right? He it's had to be. There's not enough hours in the day. So if each episode averages two hours mm-hmm. and we're at 50, that's a, uh, let's say we're over 120 hours of audio so far. Yeah, we've got a couple, three hours. The Gail Banks one, our yeah. HD episode. So we're what we're uh, maybe 140 hours. Of so it's audio? possible he could have done so. it. Okay, all right. Uh, anyway, he says uh, five, five stars. Okay, and then we have one more. Uh, Jimmy forty eight fifty six says worth listening to these guys. He says these guys are a lot of fun and have so many great guests and provide tons of info. Worth listening to them. They cover a broad spectrum of trucks from new to old and many accessories. They even get to some off road stuff from time to time. Check them out. I'm also not normally a podcast guy. And they kept me as a listener. Oh, that's kind of cool. I love when uh, we get people that don't normally listen to podcasts. The last thing I saw said there were 600,000 active podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes right now. That's just too many. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that is basically, some of these podcasts though are just being listened to by like 80 people. Well, yeah. So right? uh, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts. We, we host through Libsyn, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so Libsyn's stat is on average, they host, I think, 60,000 podcasts. And they host all the big shows, Corolla and Joe Rogan and all that. Right. Their average download for podcasts is about 178 per episode. Oh, that's not even worth uh, across, your time. Yeah, across all their shows. Yeah. And so- uh, I mean, we got 210 people, so that's like- uh, We are we, double. We're yeah, we're, do- <laughs> we're above the average. <laughs> no, we're doing all right. We're yeah, doing all right. No. Anyway, uh, Jimmy also said- Five stars! We uh, really appreciate your reviews, guys. If you can leave us a five-star review and maybe even a comment, that goes a long way to keeping us in the top ten in automotive, for By example. the way, the funnier the better. You guys have gotten way better with your reviews lately, and uh, we're going to start reading the funniest I ones. I mean, because remember, anyone that's debating whether they're going to subscribe to the podcast yeah, or We need your help. It, well, no, they're reading all these yeah, things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And so if you can crack them up, you're our peeps. All right, so we need you out there guerrilla marketing for us so we can keep this thing going. Yeah, exactly. All right, so what's next? Well, but I have kind of an interesting guest here. So this next guest drives a uh, a Ford uh, Ford F three fifty, but he tows something very interesting. Uh, okay, I want you to guess. It's probably as soon as you can. If you guess, we're going to dial him. Okay, I can tell you right now that you are way too giddy about this. Okay, which means he's probably towing something I don't like. <laughs> oh, damn, you're good. All right, is he towing a? 
Toyota. No, just kidding. That was totally just <laughs> oh, kidding. Oh, ouch. Snap. Um, no. Uh, you don't yeah. hate Toyotas. I don't. Um, I think the new ones are overrated. Mm, right. No, I've, I've heard you say that before. <laughs> um, it's not a tiny house, is it? Ah, uh, what? No. Uh, how did you wait? Why? Dude, I freaking hate tiny houses. I know, but how, how was that your first guess? Because the 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 gleam and giddiness in your <laughs> eye gave it away. You're like, it's got to be something we've talked about before that you are so incredibly like just. You're like a kid on Christmas waiting to unwrap the. Your, no, you know what it was. You get you bought your dad the nicest tie you've ever seen, and you yes. just wanted him to open that yeah. package. Yeah, but you know what? He opened it and he was like angry. At yeah, it. that's pretty much. <laughs> He's yeah. like a freaking tie. Another really? tie. Yeah, I wanted a. Yeah, I wanted yeah. another remote control for my TV. Uh, okay, so he here's the deal. It. If we're gonna continue with this whole line of um, uh, guest here, uh, something needs to happen. What do you mean? He needs to convince me why a tiny house is a good idea. Well, there's no way he's going to be able to do that. That's not true. Okay. We've never tried. I have my own opinions from watching tiny house shows, and so maybe he has the magic formula that will make me go, okay, I get it. It's kind of a trip that he's towing his house. I mean, I if, get it. Listen. Okay, if, listen, let's just get into him. Okay. Because I don't want to. I, I feel like we should have this conversation with him. All right. So dial up Mario. Hello. Mario, Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. Hey, how's it going? It's great. Before we can talk to you, I've got a uh, jingle we have to play. Hold on one second. What the truck? What the truck? What the truck? So what we're saying, Mario, is what the truck with you and the whole tiny house thing? What's going on there, buddy? <laughs> Dude. Well, <laughs> a Lightning just sprung this on me, by the way. I have a... Um, I don't want to say it's a deep-seated hatred of tiny houses, and I think that made just because— I think it's that you don't understand them. Right. And That's so, what I And think. so I need, I need Mario to tell me why it makes sense, because I have all these reasons on, on one column of why they don't make sense. Right. Or inappropriate use of tiny houses, which, which I can get into. But I need Mario to, like—I need him to bring me over to his side so I get it. Well, before he does that, though, I think Mario will—we're going to take a pause, and we're going to let you, you explain— what you're pulling behind? What year's your F three hundred and fifty? It's a beautiful nineteen ninety nine F three hundred and fifty seven point three. It is a seven three. So, but okay. you have. Oh yeah. I looked at you on uh, Instagram. You have six liter headlights, right? Say that again. Do you have the headlights from a six liter? Looks like your headlights are great. Ah, yes. Yeah, I, I had it upgraded. They haven't been upgraded since they. I mean, they were produced, so that's going on almost like nineteen years. So they needed it. They yeah, we really we did. weren't sure. So so uh, lightning's like, well, I think it's a seven three. First, I said seven yeah. three, and he looked at the photos on your Instagram, and which is a seven three grill, but it's six liter headlights. So I'm like, uh, ooh, I don't know. All right, so <laughs> we we've solved that mystery. I'm on board. I, I like it. And so how I found him, of course, he it, what, reached out to Banks because he's like, hey, I want to pep up my 7.3. And then I, see his, and I noticed Is that because Instagram. he's towing a house? Well, yes, he's towing <laughs> a freaking house. And so I looked at his Instagram. I go, you got to be kidding me. we got to get a oh. towing a freaking him, tiny house behind that. But thing. his house isn't tiny. I've seen pictures of it. It's huge. Dude, it's like a 40-foot fifth wheel. It's essentially like towing your garage. Yes. <laughs> But longer. Your garage is probably bigger than my first tiny house because this is actually our second tiny house. Yeah, well, I guarantee you his garage is not bigger than your first tiny house because it's a it's a little one-car garage off a of Craftsman in Long Beach, California. And uh, I remember the first time I went to his house, I'm like, where's the rest of it? Nope, that's it. <laughs> that's it's it. right there. It's tiny and it sucks. All right, so Mario, here I'm gonna I'm just going to go through the things that I don't get about tiny houses and I want you to convince me why they're awesome, okay? I like that. That's what I wanted to hear. I want to okay. know what's your reasoning. All right, here's my reason. 
reasoning. Here, here are my deep-seated feelings. Well, this started, though, because you didn't like them being towed by smaller well, vehicles. Okay, so, so first off— At least Mario has a respectable no, I, truck. I, I'm going to give that to Mario. Mario has the right tow vehicle, and looking through his Instagram, he's got the right idea. And I'm fine with all that. Okay, so that's good, right? Like, Mario, you already get, like, a gold star next to your name for that. Mario, okay, you cannot good. see Holman's body language right now. He's sitting straight up, and he's Be- fired because up. Because I'm ready to debate. He, but I'm he's ready. making these gestures yes. up in the air like he's about to give a, you know, right. a speech in front of Congress. So I, I, like many people, got sucked into Saturday afternoon TV of people with their damn tiny houses. And invariably, <laughs> every single show would be some, like, girl out of college who would convince her mom that she didn't didn't need an apartment, but she found these tiny houses, and she drove like a Subaru Outback, right? And she'd go tiny house shopping with a realtor, which is super <laughs> weird, because wouldn't you just go to a trailer sales? Anyway, and then they would build the tiny house, and she'd be like, I saved $35,000 for a down payment on my house, and instead I now have a trailer. And then their parents look at them with like horrible disappointment, and they're like, you're, you're now driving a, a trailer. And then she'd go, how do I move it? Will it hook up to my Subaru Outback? And then the trailer people are like, no, you need no. a one-ton freaking truck. And then the girl's like, well, I didn't account for that. And then she's like, well, if you if you can find a place to set it, which, by the way, is 100% of the time in their friend's backyard, some friend who owns property, <laughs> and they just like back it in. Now you have a vagabond living on your property, right? And and then she pays $1,500 to have a tractor trailer come or, or a hotshot or somebody to come move the tiny house. And then they'll walk through, right? And they're like, Hey, so here's three tiny houses. We want to see which one's for you. And here's what I do like about tiny houses. I get minimalistic living. I think that's great if you can pull it off. I love some of the innovation and technology and the way space is maximized in a tiny house. I think that's awesome. Okay, Okay, so I get all that. But the girl walks in on this one show, and I I wish I knew what episode it was because you'd say I'm not a liar. And the guy says, this tiny house is 450 square feet. And she goes, it's kind of big. I was really hoping for under 400. You're like, no, you idiot. You weren't. You're wrong. And, and I'm, not, I'm not okay with that. Here's the other thing. Like, buy a house or buy a trailer. It's not really a tiny house. It's sort of a big trailer. So I, don't, I think the misnomer of tiny houses where it should just be big trailer because if you're going to... No, but see, here's the thing, though. It really is a house. It's made out of wood. Well, no, it okay? is. It, and, it it has, is but... and it has siding and it has shingles. And the roof clearly is going to last in a hurricane because if you're towing down the freeway, you can't have your roof flying off. But I'm looking at the way they construct these things, and they're like doing it to house code, not trailer code. And I'm seeing this trailer going down the freeway, and, and it's like flexing. shingles flash, you know, like shingles <laughs> see, flapping. That, that's and, the thing, though. But see, that's that's the thing is, you're watching TV. You know, reality TV is like watching The Bachelor. I mean, <laughs> yeah, all those girls are really in love for the first time in a matter of weeks. Like, they met their soulmate. No, what what you don't you get know? though, Mario, is that <laughs> Holman is your classic hate watcher. He loves to watch stuff he hates oh, just I, so he can just he I, can I, just throw I, food. I I get my bag of popcorn and, and I you sit throw on the it at the television. Like, no, you're dumb. You do need 450 square feet, you idiot. And then there's like, it's too tall to go under the power lines in my town. What will I do? Well, you're going to need permits and the highway patrol, and you're going to need a guy with a but big see, pla- it, plastic shovel see, to that's lift the them. Thing is, it's people that are having other people build it for themselves okay. that know nothing. See, what I had to do is I had to go buy blueprints because I know nothing of construction. I had to learn from YouTube. I mean, seriously, I had to go on YouTube and learn how to do all these things and ask friends for advice and build the first one myself. Okay, but and- but but hold on. But why? Hold on, Mario. No, go ahead. So so go my ahead. whole thing is you're spending that much money? I don't Actually, know, go, go get a badass Airstream. 
no, no, no. He, he actually, I'm gonna let me let me educate you on this. Let me enlighten <laughs> you a little bit more. Here right, it comes. So, Here it comes. So I'm open. I grew I'm up open. In Southern California. Okay, Southern California. You guys know Southern California. Um, what I paid for rent uh, for these tiny little 1970 apartment that had the original appliances, by the way. Seriously, original appliances. Right. Um, pretty much, my first tiny house cost two years worth of rent. So it was a choice. Do I keep on? paying rent which you know my situation was pretty much most of my paycheck or do i do something else and the do something else came down to you know what i see container homes i see all this stuff it just made sense why you know spend 30 something thousand dollars and in two years be left with nothing or spend 30 something thousand dollars in two years i have something i own free and clear that is built like a house that will last like a house but I have all the input. You guys know cars. Imagine someone gives you a car that's empty and you get to design it 100% with your expertise. That'd be horrible. You get Nobody would want that car. The- <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but listen, but Mario, you've got you've got to pay for space because you can't leave it on the street because most cities have ordinances, so you can't be there for more than 24 or 36 hours. My it's, rent it's is as much as my utilities as what I was paying in my apartment. That's what it comes down to. For your space rent. To- that, my the, space rent. Okay. Yeah. So I was paying two thousand dollars a month for rent. My space rent ranges about four hundred dollars is what it comes out to total a month. So I think that was my cable bill last month. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Especially in Southern California. So I got married. The wife who I love, and I have to tell you right now, she's a beautiful, amazing woman because any woman that's gonna move into a one car garage with you and say I still love you a year later, like She's a gem. That's how you, you know, know she's not your practice that. wife. I had a practice wife. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. This was the real thing. I had a practice wife many years ago. But oh, we won't okay. Get into that. See, you, we, we all <laughs> um, we all get a little smarter as we age. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So no, no, not necessarily. He's still in a freaking tiny house. <laughs> well, no, no. The first one, yes. But see, I realized a wife that can live in the tiny house for one year, she's a keeper. So I said, okay. Let's build a bigger tiny house. I know tiny, but that's not a tiny house. (laughs) (laughs) So we doubled the size. The first one was twenty feet. This one is forty-one feet and a triple axle. I saw your pictures. Yeah. Now, what's what is the now? Why not just go buy a weekend warrior or something like a a big forty-foot fifth wheel? Have you ever? Okay. Have both of you ever been in a big forty-foot? Yeah, they're built like crap. Okay. I didn't. I didn't have to say it exactly. So. Ours is built. I'll, I'll give you an example. Las Vegas. Las Vegas in the summers, it's not cold. It's 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 hot. Like I mean, you're sizzling. You put an egg yeah. out in the concrete. It's 120 it's degrees yes. easily. Yeah. And in our first tiny house, this is how well I was able to build it. In our first tiny house, I was able to get it down to 58 degrees. Okay, 58 degrees. In our we we have blankets in there in the summer. That's how cold it gets. Solar, batteries, wireless technology up the yin yang and it's all self-sufficient well everyone is dealing with like 400 dollars a month you know electricity bills we're actually feeding electricity into my buddy's yard because we just have so much that i mean you can't do that in an rv i mean we stood we stood in an rv the first year in vegas when i moved there and everyone in there ac blasting full blast it was still like 80 degrees inside, and that's cold when it's 115 outside. Yeah, I know, so, but, look, but look, look, Mario, when you fart, your wife can't get away from you. There's no other room to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no there's no man space. It's sort of like there's this no... podcast studio every time you let one go. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you guys right there, it just makes you more closer, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. It, it's sort of like if uh, you put two opposing magnets in a like a box. 
and there's only so far they can get away from each other. <laughs> We're just glued to the walls. Right. So, Mario, here's the deal, though. Like, I get the <laughs> tiny house. If you have your little plot of land for your tiny house, I'm all for it. I think that makes sense. But but when you're towing your house on wheels in a trailer frame and all your DOT regulations. Holman, Holman, all... your voice just went up like three octaves. I know, octaves. because I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to understand the tiny house. I was going to say, he was sounding like my wife there for a moment. That high pitch just right in there. <laughs> I'm just saying that... God bless you for being able to live in a tiny house and build your own and the craftsmanship from your from the uh, the photos and everything that are on your Instagram. Is, is it still blue? It's wait, is what blue? The house. Isn't it blue? You know, it's a gray. Oh, it's gray. But in okay. the, yeah, it's a gray, but it has like a blue hue tint to okay. it. Okay. Um so, and so yeah. this this is a legit house with with double pane windows and with uh with I mean three the, skylights. Can I be, skylights, can I be honest? Skylights. I'm a little bit jealous. Like, when You're I not, walk, wait, whoa, 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 Mario, wait, what? I'm a little bit jealous because oh, I, because he has a tin roof on his. Like I want that for my real house. He has a oh a tin I, roof. I love that. I love that when the rain's falling, you can hear that. I'm like, that's pretty cool. But actually, I'm gonna even sweeten it for you a little bit more. The minute we drive into the driveway, the lights turn on because they sense when we're there. Our floor heater automatically warms up because we have floor heaters in the new one. That was one of the must-haves. The air conditioner is all wireless. The front door unlocks. The skylight will open up when I get there. I mean, everything Until the so Russians automated. hack you, pal. <laughs> Listen, all those things are phenomenal accoutrements to this house. Accoutrement! But it's freaking tiny. No. It's just tiny. Well, okay, how many square feet It was the original one, and how many square feet is the it, new one? The original one was 160 square feet. Dude, the new one is okay, that's a tiny 380. House. <laughs> well, this room that we're in right now, Holman, is what? This what are the is, dimensions? Uh, I think it's 12 by 13 or something like okay, that. Okay, so it's roughly 144 square feet. So this so was his house. Almost as big. Now, mind you, imagine two it's people eating and pooping and sleeping in that little space. Uh, I actually don't have to imagine because no. I'm in this podcast studio with lightning so damn much. I know exactly what that's like. Yeah, but we can go out this door right here and we have two restrooms. So we don't have to do it in this yeah, room. Yeah, but if you leave this door open, there's the all same. beds are off. Yeah. Well, Holman likes to walk out the door and use the urinal with the doors open and then he continues to talk to me as he's taking a leak. I'm yeah. like, that's just, but, dude, but there's that a divider. True, true intimacy there. Yes. Like you guys have really grown Like Mario was that. saying, it, this podcast studio and our space constraints have brought us closer together. I mean, maybe exactly. so, but See? I don't know. It's all about the love, man. It's all about the love. So, all right. <laughs> take us back, Mario, to – I want to hear know about buying the truck. Did you have the truck before the uh, no. tiny house? Actually, I was going to be – I'm going to say this. I was going to be that Subaru lady that had the house and, uh, oh, wait, I, I, can't, I can't tow it with my Toyota Sequoia. You're up to what? five. You're um, up to five gold stars. You just got one demerit. But, but – I got educated because okay. I, I mean I knew a little bit about trucks and I'm like I need a truck that's gonna last that's quality and the two names that kept on coming up was Cummings, 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 and then uh, you're not wait I, wait stop uh, Mario you're not saying that with a G at the end are you because it's there's no, no G no. at the end no yeah. no no it's an S Cummins 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 Cummins, Cummins. Cummins. yes there you, you go we, so, otherwise we'll yeah, get lots Cummins. of hate mail <laughs> so Cummins with an S yes and then I heard seven point three and I'm like huh? the G is silent what. I'm like, what? And I learned in 7.3 Ford, it was supposedly a great engine, a great truck. And I did some it more is. research. And then the determining factor here came down to, oh, that's, you know, the Cummings was Cummins was <laughs> about $10,000, $15,000 more than the 7.3. I'm like, well, oh, you know, wow. you pay for that Wait quality, Mario. Just saying. I uh, know. I know. But after building a tiny house, I'm like, okay, I, I got to Hey, Mario, you know what all the kids say out there in diesel land? All the what? Cummins fans? 
that they rather what be coming than stroking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and by the way, scrolling through your Instagram feed and it's at lime chili seven seven seven. So if you want to follow uh, Mario, and is it Ciara? It's you. You know what? My wife right now, she'd probably give you a hug and a big kiss on Ciara because no, yeah, Ciara. No one Beautiful. ever gets her name right. Well, they yeah, but yeah, else, but you've so. got hip hop star named Ciara, right? Oh, Spe- spelled differently. True. Though. Yeah, but it's true. Very it, true. It so uh, Mario and Ciara, yeah. Lime Chili seven 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 on Instagram. And by the way, um, you are. We have something in common. Uh, you have something in common with, with myself and with Lightning. Oh, really? That yeah. He, that your he wife breathes. is way too hot to you for oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of our wives. I don't know what it is about beautiful women that marry ugly dudes, but, uh, you know. Well, how did this happen? I mean, like, how did you get her to okay to this? And, and... Well, well, I thought I was a pretty good-looking dude. I didn't think I was that bad. But <laughs> now, now that you're affirming that, I'm like, well, thank you. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're blessed, brother. You know, you just did a lot oh, of love I am. there. That's oh, all. I am very blessed with my wife. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, and, and, how to, and why did you – at what point – okay, did you – so you had the tester wife first. <laughs> with a tiny house and that didn't work but you're no, like no, i'm no, gonna no, do this no. again no no tester high tester wife was many years ago and it was you know you test drive and you realize i'm glad i test drove and i didn't actually you know Here, purchase it so, i know what yeah. happened with ciara and mario mm-hmm. it was valentine's day and he took a bunch of rose petals and he led her to a candlelit <laughs> dinner inside the tiny house and locked all the doors. And that was the beginning of the And that was it. End. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. like, it's not You're a cage. Stuck. It's a tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, what happened is my wife, well, girlfriend at the time moved to Vegas. And I'm like, I'm not going to move to Vegas. I, I'm not going to party all day on the strip. I don't care for that. And it came down to, well, if I'm going to marry her, I got to move to Vegas. So I called her up. I said, listen, babe, um, I'm going to be there in four hours. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Uh huh. And four hours later, I said, I'm here. And I pulled up at her front of her job. I said, I'm moving to Vegas because when you got a tiny house, you can just pick up and hitch up on your 7.3 F350. And did you and tell just- her, I brought you your house and a ring? <laughs> Well, the house first. The ring, the ring came a month later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, got to ease it in there little by little. So I also noticed that you have, is that a German Shepherd or a, or a Belgian or what is that you massive do not dog? Have a, you don't have a dog in there too, yes. do you? There's a dog in one well, of his pictures and he's a badass you know, the, looking dog. Exactly. Bigger tiny house, a little more room. Um, no, my, my buddy, he, his yard. Um, <laughs> he's he he's stretching out like he's living in a mansion over here. He's like, oh, I got more room now. I'm well, up to- <laughs> you know, on the hitch wing versus the, uh, <laughs> the bumper wing. <laughs> oh, bad. No, they're my buddy's dogs. That's his guard dogs. And well, it, here's, it saves me because my wife loves dogs. So oh, right. we would have five dogs. But since we have two dogs that are there, that kind of saves me for having to get a few more dogs. Well, you so. just make a kennel in the basement. That's all. <laughs> keep all, keep all your dogs. Have there. you had any spooky uh, or scary um, issues on the road pulling that thing? Because that's a beast. You know what? The, this new one, I haven't pulled it yet. We'll, at the end of the month, um, we're actually heading to Europe tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, so when we get back, we're going to finish the. Here's the, the crazy part, Holman. He's towing it to Europe. That's going to be a hell of a trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a tiny little highway? <laughs> On a tiny little ship. <laughs> so I'm curious. All right. Great. Do you have plans to take. Uh, so I, I noticed one of your pictures is of. Uh, of an RV magazine, uh, RV Open Road, and it says Alaska, right. the the last frontier on the cover. And uh, by the way, Alaska, Lightning and I have both been there. Amazing if you can get up there. Is your plan to tow the giant trailer slash tiny house You're gonna to go Alaska? Up, up the Alcan Highway? 
that's one that's I wanted on the first one. I didn't get an opportunity because it was like Alaska or marry my beautiful wife. I'm like, well, I'll marry my beautiful wife. We'll do Alaska later. So that's one of my one of our goals is to take it up to Alaska. Once we soup up uh, this 7.3 and it'll be able to go up all those hills and mountains and elevations without a hitch. Um, that's one of our goals. So you see what he's he's buttering me up so he can get some bangs. Yeah, I heard, I heard that, but he didn't. But he didn't <laughs> when say he it up, no, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if he was really buttering you up, he would have dropped uh, the b word a bunch of times. Yeah, thanks, uh, maybe thanks, so. Thanks, oh, thanks. Well, actually, the way I met him was from Banks, which is really cool because I follow him on Instagram and they have some cool stuff going on there. I can't. Yeah, so very cool. So I I want to know after you have uh, traveled. Where are all your dishes? Have they all fallen out? Do you have like one of those little tiny spice racks that folds out of the stairs? Or I think he's got a lot of, a lot of foam rubber. No, he's got the the, the bubbles, the the uh, packing stuff. That, you know, you know, you can pop them, and he just exactly. everything's coated in bubble wrap. No, he just fills it with foam, and then he has oh, to dig yeah. out after they're on the highway. I, no, I, all you do is remember, tiny house. You don't need a lot. Four dishes, four cups, four forks, four spoons. That's it. Well, let Anything me. I have friends though. Hold on. Tell me about the gray water <laughs> tank and how much. Oh, oh, we're coming after him. Oh, Mario, what happened? <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Oh, didn't oh, have guys. his license on the tiny house and got a big fat ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad. No, you know, gray water. We don't need a tank. Um, because all of our gray water, all because there's a hole under the there, toilet, right? <laughs> just right well, on the highway. <laughs> Honey, watch out! It's falling out of that car. <laughs> no, but, of our... It's not a tiny house; it's a tiny barn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, bad! No, it's, it's composting toilets. Oh, so, okay. Um, composting toilet. Thinking like baby's diapers. You yeah. know, you just throw the baby's diapers in the trash, so it separates it. It's like a Y. The liquids go in one area, the solids go in another area, and well. Yeah, and no, wait, but wait, hold on, because I watched this on the tiny house shows, and everybody's like, "Well, it's a one burner stove. I want it too, and that refrigerator needs to be half a cubic foot bigger for my, you know, because I brew beer or something like that." And then every one of them walk into the bathroom, they go, "Is this a composting toilet?" And the <laughs> the salesperson, the realtor's like, "No, but we can get you one." And you're like, "What the hell is the big deal?" So what? How? Okay, I get it. The composting toilet separates the 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 poo from the goo. Okay, I got that. What? happens then do you, they're like little like uh bean can sized like pellets that drop out of the bottom or do you do you know <laughs> it think of, think, think of a, a, a just a trash bag a trash bag you have a trash bag and once you do your business you put a little uh, peat moss or sawdust up in there and after about a week in the bag um, you mean in the in bag, the bag <laughs> yeah in the bag and then after about a week you just kind of you know the brave soul my wife one of her things she said the only way i'm living in this house is you take care of the toilet I never have to deal with that ever. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, yeah I that's can do nice. that. And then you're like, what did you eat last week? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be so weird if you were going down the interstate and you see a guy, you see Mario and he's pulling this tiny house and you look over, you look in the window because you're, you're driving uh-huh. in your car and you look over and there's a woman doing the dishes in her house <laughs> going like 70 miles an hour down the no, freeway. No. How weird would that be if I know probably legally you can't be in the tiny house as you tow it, I would assume, right? Yeah. Well, you can as long as you have a, if I understand it correctly and again, I don't know everything, but as long as there's a two-way communication, the other person can be in the back. Is that true? Ooh, so if you guys are fighting, you're driving, and she's in the back, and then you guys can still yell at each other. <laughs> okay, so well, here's, well, actually, here's the deal. She would be driving. I'd be in the back, and she'd be like taking those turns really sharp. That's what you get. <laughs> and all your little spices would be falling out of the uh, cabinets. Now, do you talk, tell, talk us through this hitch. This is a fifth-wheel style, correct? Correct. Actually, it's, it's a gooseneck. gooseneck. So it's a fifth-wheel okay. style, but it's actually a gooseneck. Yep. 
Got it. Okay. Yeah. That way you get an extra 40 square feet over the uh, back of your pickup <laughs> yeah. bed. Now, is that where the mm-hmm. bed is? Is that yeah. where the bed that is? is a, that is where the bed is, actually. Um, Laid yeah, out just right like a there. big fifth wheel. Yeah. So, so is it irony like that the bed of the tiny house a, is over the bed of the truck? Yep. And then we have a big, beautiful um, Fakro skylight right up there. So a warm bed. We're just looking out in the stars when we go out, especially in Vegas. Like you get to see the stars. That's It's just a beautiful thing. All right. Well, I got to tell you, Mario, I'm not totally on board with the tiny houses, but I also don't hate them, and, and I don't hate you. I, I think uh, I think we can be friends. <laughs> you know what? You're getting there. But what <laughs> I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to drive my tiny house there, cook you guys a good lunch, a gourmet lunch in the gourmet kitchen, and you'll be like, oh, shoot. Wait, am I in a tiny house? Am I in the in well, a That's house perfect, because every time I've so. had gourmet food, the portions are so small they're not filling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't seen my Instagram feed yet, have you? Go no. through it. You're going to see some of those steaks and veggies I have in there. And all right. It's all tiny. Now, we're all for it. Is, is, that why, is that why you're lime chili 777? He gets it exactly. Are you a chef exactly. by trade? Um, no, I'm just a chef because I love food. All right, me too. That's <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, barbecuer, and I make a mean Dr Pepper barbecue sauce that is uh, award winning. Well, okay, no, that's not no, true. it's not. A, it's it would have been award winning. So, no, just because okay, some so guys like it. What you're saying is you're inviting me over and you're going to cook for me. You're such a great guy. Here's, here's the that. deal. I'll that. make the barbecue. You make the sides, and we'll eat on the porch of your tiny house. Well, overlooking the river because, again, we can take the tiny house anywhere. Um, actually, that's what we did when we did a trip from California. We stood there for four months, drove back to Vegas. Like, you know what, babe? Let's just go over here to Laughlin by the river on Telephone Cove and let's just hang out there for the week. And, you know, solar panels, batteries, everything. We just hung out there, had some gourmet food, steaks, barbecuing, fire. It was, it was the best. How so, many times did you make the joke, I live in a tiny house down by the river? Um, this is the first time. Okay. You know what's strange is no matter where he is, he's home. <laughs> um, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know when you see those billboards that says, if you lived here, you'd be home right yeah, now? That's his. Uh, that's over the uh, that's dining room table. Right, yeah. Or at least Actually, the thing the that folds out from the is, wall. Yeah, the best part is you wake up, and I've had it many times. because I trap, I did about 28,000 miles on the first tiny house. I would wow. wake up in my loft, and I would be like, I'm 80 years old. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in my house, but I don't know where my house is. At. I would have to look out the window, like, "Oh yeah, I'm in Colorado Springs." Dude, you got to stop oh, drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's without drinking. Imagine when I do drink. So yeah. that's a different how, story. How much did the first tiny house weigh, and what do you think the next time, or the the bigger tiny house is going to weigh? First tiny house weighed 10,000 pounds. Okay, and that's that not was too fully bad. loaded with batteries. This this one, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. 14,000 pounds, but... Yeah, because um, you don't want to get a CDL. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And so, how many how many um, batteries? What kind of weight just in batteries? Well, so batteries, my batteries are actually salt water, the most natural batteries you can have. Nothing harmful. Like you can put your hand in the battery and eat it, and you'd be like, oh, wow, that's good fiber, you know. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do that, but no. <laughs> um, they're 250 pounds each one. Whoa. Um, so it's 500 pounds, but it's okay. I planned the whole house is designed to be lighter than, say, a normal house or a normal tiny house. Um, but, yeah, they're saltwater batteries. They're carbon, carbon dioxide, stainless steel, and salt water. That's all that's inside of them. There's no nothing kidding. harmful whatsoever. So he's going to yeah. pull up to the scales because they're going to want to weigh his tiny house, and he's going to say, Hold on, I have to remove a uh, bag under the toilet for a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is that thing? Because you, you, aren't you limited on height for most highways? Uh, standard RV height. I it's thirteen six. Okay. Okay. All yeah, thirteen right. six is. I maxed it out because, well, why not, right? Because it's tiny. And exactly. You're I don't going, want it to be. It's kind of like the Mini Cooper came out, and they're like, let's have a bigger Mini Cooper. What's the uh, approximate 
tow ca- uh, capability of that 7.3? Do you know, Holman? Just uh, I can look really quick. You know what? I, I've seen stuff online, but, you know, it, you, you, you can't always go with what you see online because, you know, even though they say everything on the Internet is true, not always. I'm so. going to check because now I'm curious. So, so I think it's. I want to bust you if you're over. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's a, I know who to keep away from now. Is, yeah. yeah, is that so? I have the actual Ford 1999 towing guide. There you go. So I'm going to pull up the PDF here because I have all sorts of like little things at my disposal. Yeah. I think okay. the hitch is ten thousand, but for gooseneck, that's the thing. It's hard for me to find exactly what the towing. Until now, is. my is friend, that, is that an automatic transmission? It is an automatic. Transmission. Okay, so fifth wheel towing. It's a seven point three. Uh, this is the 7.3. Do you have 373s or 410s? Um, I don't know. Okay, so let's go with these the the 373 gears just because we're it's that was a, more it's common, dually, wasn't it? Yeah, and and that's the lower common denominator. So let's say he's a F350, four by four, dual yeah. rear wheel, crew cab, dually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, dually 7.3 with the automatic transmission. Did you got the drum roll? I can do this. Oh, there we go. This is from Ford's 1999 trailer towing guide. A 1999 7.3 liter F-350 4x4 dual rear wheel crew cab pickup comes in with a gross combined rating of 20,000 pounds and a tow rating of 12,800 pounds! There we go! <laughs> so, so my tiny house will be 12,000 pounds, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess the second bathroom's out of the equation now. <laughs> and, and those extra flat screen TVs, I guess we can if, get rid of one. Or just put one in the uh, back of the cab. So if you were at, a, let's say, if you had a, so the 373s and 410s both have the same gross combined weight rating and both have the same uh, trailer towing capability. If you had the exact same truck, but it was a 4x2, you'd bump that up to 13,200 pounds. Mm. Oh, really? The best, the best for that year on an F-350 going across looks like a regular cab, F-350, 4x2, single rear wheel. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to guess? That's the best for that year. Uh, 14,000. Thir- 13,750. Fourteen thousand one hundred. Oh wow! So Mario, prices right rules. You're uh, you win on that one within yep. hundred pounds. But you but you know what I heard is when you put in the bank system in there, jump up a few more horsepower. That torque <laughs> in there really gives sweet it talking. Yeah, there he is. There he is. <laughs> yeah, buddy. See, yeah. look, this has been a good show. There's a little give and take. So like Mario educated me on uh, tiny houses. I gave mm-hmm. him a little info about his truck. We all walk away happy. You're, exactly. You're not going to be happy. You're going to hang up with Mario, and then you're going to after you've soaked it in, you're going to go like, nah, still hate tiny houses. I don't get them. No, no, I, I think Mario's legit. I, I, Here's the thing. I hate tiny houses. I think you hate the woman with the Outback. I do. I that's, exactly. You don't hate so tiny do. houses. You don't hate Mario. I think you really just have a thing about how inept that woman was. Uh, it just bothered me like you wouldn't know that you have a, f- you know, 2014 <laughs> whatever thousand pound house, and you're expecting to roll on out in your Outback. And uh, Mario, you're living the dream. You got a beautiful wife. You got a beautiful house. Um, you know what? Is man? this a, what a talking I, head I, song? What's I, going on here? <laughs> no, that's that's not mine. He's to put oh, okay, got it. Because he wants those steaks. That's yeah, what that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't get this body from not eating steaks, my friend. All right, so he's at Lime Chili seven 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 on Instagram. That's one yeah. L in Chili. Lime Chili seven seven seven. If you have any interest in checking out Mario's uh, not large house. 
<laughs> and check out RV Road Magazine, though. Also, check out RV Road Magazine. First article came out. We have a few more coming up that are going to show all the tech of the tiny house um, and a lot more going out out there. Um, so, you know, take Ma- a look out for RV Mario, Road Magazine. Pick one up. Are you a celebrity in the tiny house community? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm just a guy who loves steaks and have a, has a beautiful wife. That's a fair That's answer. All. all right, I like that. The real answer is yes. He's becoming a celebrity. Yes, <laughs> he will be. He will be after this show. Yes, <laughs> Mario. Thank you very much for uh, talking to us. We appreciate it, and uh, we we appreciate you uh, enlightening us in the tiny house scene. Not a problem. It was my pleasure. Great talking to you guys. And hey, maybe we can do this again. And in my tiny house, and you guys can really see what. If it's you're like. going hey. to bring it over yeah. now, now, I will. T- Holman doesn't know this, but there were like three occasions. I've been kind of flaky over the last couple months trying to get you over here in person and I call you and you're like I'm out of town and then you call me and you're like I'm in town like well this is an off episode we're at Lone Star Throne or whatever so I do want to get you over here at some point and 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 let us you know we'll go through it and we'll do a video tour and let all, all of our listeners can I build my see it can I bring my building inspector I, I think that friend that would be great you know bringing bringing up that F350 with the fully loaded bank system in there <laughs> all that. I mean that's going to be perfect how funny would it course. be if we dynoed it with the tiny house behind it. <laughs> actually, actually, here, here, here's a li- just a little tidbit. I don't tell too many people, but my first tiny house beat the unofficial world record of the world's fastest tiny house at the Bonneville Speedway. Um, <laughs> it, no, it, it really did. I have video footage of it, and I have video footage of it actually pulling out a car that got stuck. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. But, all right. Wait, how fast? How fast again? Um, it was 85 miles an hour, but no one else did it, so I can officially claim it, right? Oh, <laughs> of course you man. can. All I have to do is be first. Oh, so, exactly. So uh, back when uh, when I was at uh, Diesel Power Magazine, uh, we set the world record for the world's fastest trailer, mm-hmm. and we towed a uh, a Carson trailer behind it, and uh, I I don't even remember what it was. I think it was uh, like 130 it, miles an hour. No, no, nothing you can tell me will top the world's fastest tiny house. And exactly. when we post this show, Holman. It has to say that we spoke to the owner of the world's fastest tiny house because people are like, this is not, they're not going to understand. I like that. The world's fastest, fastest tiny house. house. Oh, I'm At sorry. The Bonneville Speedway, though. So that, I mean, it's not just on the street. This is the Bonneville Speedway Salt Flats. All right. Well, when you get that sucker up to 141.99, <laughs> like we did a diesel power, then I'll be interested. <laughs> I think with the bank system, we can. <laughs> oh, you're still working <laughs> me. Wow. All right, Mario. We got to go. All, All right, right, brother. All right, guys. It was a pleasure, man. Thank All you right. guys so much. All, All right, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks. All right. Bye. Hold on for the next segment. I have two really cool options. One, broccoli. Nope. Two, what's new in trucks? Okay. <laughs> what's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Ooh, wow, that pegged the needles over here. Sorry about your speakers, We, we were people. in the red. Good. <clears throat> all right. You know what else is going to be in the red? No, tell me. The awesomeness of the all-new Hennessy truck that just got unveiled today. Wait, what? We just did Hennessy News two episodes ago. Uh, Yeah, but this is more Hennessy News. Okay, bring it on. Uh, For all you people out there who love the new 2019 Ford Ranger. Uh, do we? And you're completely lamenting the fact that there's no Ranger Raptor. Okay, there are a lot of those. Hennessy has your truck. Oh, tell me more. Uh, so Hennessy is uh introducing the 2019 Hennessy Velociraptor Ford Ranger. Can we test drive one? Can we go out know. to his proving grounds? We have his phone number. Yeah, I know. We should call him. We were just in Texas. Why didn't we make that work? Because we're idiots. Oh, well, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so coming to the party 
yeah. is a uh, stage one off-road suspension upgrade, which lifts the vehicle by four inches. Uh, all new 17-inch alloy wheels with BFG tires. So the overall height is about a six-inch difference than stock. Okay. And then uh, the off-road upgrades. Hennessy also has a new bumper with LED lights, optional winch upgrade, roof-mounted LED light bar is also an option. Uh, but what's kind of fun is uh, what's under the hood. Mm, tell and me about some added power. They take the 2.3 liter EcoBoost engine, the uh, four-cylinder, which is 270 stock, and uh, bump it up to 350. Oh, dang. I know, right? Okay. And uh, How? They, uh, ECU and, I guess, intake and exhaust. They got right. a stainless exhaust and high-flow uh, intake. And they bump the torque from 310 to uh, a... Tire scorching 385. Oh, okay. So not bad in a little yeah, truck like that. Yeah, respectable. So with, uh, with all the suspension stuff, it should be pretty fun to drive, especially out in the desert. And uh, cuts 1.3 seconds off of 0 to 60, so it's down to 6.1 seconds now. That's pretty quick for a little truck. That's really quick for a little truck. Okay. Uh, and, of course, Hennessy will uh, cover your warranty. So three-year, 36,000 miles on the vehicle and all the parts. Okay. And all of this Ooh, awesomeness. I'm scared about the price tag because Hennessy is pricey. I mean, uh, granted, it's good stuff, uh-huh. but. Um, all right. Well, so if you already have your Ranger, uh, you can get into the Velociraptor Ranger. Let me guess. 14 grand. 19950 plus vehicle ship. No. Okay. They will supply the truck for you and you okay. can buy it for. Uh, okay, so uh, 51. 64950. Lightning is not a fan, no, apparently. No, that's a little too, yeah. A little no. too rich for your blood? Mm, I think for, for, the, for that particular vehicle, yes. Oh, interesting. Do I you, just, though? I, I just think that uh, that's that's too much for that for that for a, for a mid-sized truck. It doesn't say if there's any interior upgrades, which I think that's where I would want to see if I'm spending that much money. I'd like there to be like real leather seats or supple leather or some sort of carbon fiber or something to kind of jazz up because the Ranger interior is sort of mm, hmm. just blah. Yeah, I don't know. Just sort of blush. I'm usually impressed with what Hennessy does, but uh, I no, guess I don't I'm think not... you'll be disappointed in the performance. But right. I think that there's probably. Um, um, I mean, look, they're, they're making, there's good margin in that for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. They're, they're right. in business to make money. So it's, to, to, to me, it's oh, just hard. I know what they're stuff... only going to build 500 also. Right. Oh, okay. All so, right. So, I mean, there's some exclusivity that goes with it. Then, then you know what? Actually, then it might Maybe. be worth it. Right. Uh, also at the uh, work truck show, uh, Ram dropped the information on the tradesmen, so the base model Ram. Uh, and so we've talked about 1,000 pound-feet of torque, 400 horsepower for the new 7 mm-hmm. or 6.7 uh, uh, liter Cummins. And you get the electronics inside, too. At least you have the option, right? Yeah. So all tradesmen. So first of all, the two-wheel drive, two-door long bed dually is the one that's 35,100 pounds. Um, but you could also get a 6.4 Hemi with 410, 429, and uh, it can actually haul in the bed 7,680 pounds. With the Hemi? With the Hemi. Oh, wow. That's a, we don't that's do a enough Hemi. We don't give Hemis enough love on this show. Uh, there, we, I mean, we talked a little bit about it with the Power Wagon, the yeah, new 8-speed. That gets the new 8-speed. Okay. Uh, but both figures are highest in the class for towing and payload. The Tradesman uh, also has a manual Manual transfer really? case. Yeah. Okay. For uh, you tough guys that like to uh, fight with your transfer case like I do. Um, I like- what, what is it about that, Holman, that you love? Uh, honestly, I don't want a electronic that's going to go out. I like have having you that- ever uh, Stop. Have you ever had an electronic? Oh, absolutely. You have? Yeah, yeah. They've gone out? There's just a little solenoid that moves a switch. Right. And, uh, basically, there's no connection between the transfer case and Admit the interior. It, you poured Dr. Pepper onto the dash and shorted uh, it out. Not in that vehicle. <laughs> no. Um 
but Dr. Pepper has been known to make its way into switches uh, on road trips. Uh, I like the positive engagement. I like to grab it and I like to pull it into gear. And I just feel like I'm, you know, telling the truck and you know what it should be doing. Mm-hmm. Ah, do this. Ah. Okay, you know, it's I, a, I get uh, it. Uh, uh, kind of a thing. Right? right, I get it. It's manly. Okay. Like you said, it's a manual. Absolutely. So going back to what you're saying with safety and security, the cool thing about the uh, Ram Tradesman is across the heavy-duty segment, mm-hmm. you don't need to bump up into higher trim levels to get all the safety equipment. So the Ram offers adaptive cruise control with or without a trailer. So okay. that's kind of cool. Uh, forward collision warning, so it'll warn you that you're about to run into the back of somebody. But it has automatic emergency braking, and if you have a trailer attached, automatic emergency braking will also uh, turn on the trailer brakes. Oh, that's really cool. And so all that can be had in the base model. Obviously, it's an option, but you don't have to wait like in a lot of manufacturers to step up to the higher trims. I really like the fact that the they've they've taken a work truck. It's just a work truck, but yeah. they've they've given it this moniker, a tradesman. Yeah. So now you, you know? feel like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, now it's special. It's not just the base model, right? Uh, and you can get vinyl or cloth interior, either uh, black or diesel gray, and uh, it uses. Um, a new 3.5-inch grayscale screen instead of the color DIC. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know. Uh, Dude, my Apple Watch is bigger than that. Yeah, but hey, uh, it's nice to still have that information in a work truck, and that's cool. And also they added... Uh, Did you say grayscale? Yes. <laughs> yes. Grayscale. I wish it were like Matrix Green. Like It's probably 16-bit or something <laughs> like that, or whatever it is. <gasps> if you could play Atari on it or something See, like that. See, that would be cool. Like Pong? Pull it with the cruise control buttons on yeah. it, and you're no, like... No, 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 no. Tetris. No, no, no Tetris. No, no, listen. It'd be like a Game Boy. Yeah, it, yes, but it's Pong with, with the, the volume knob on one side and the tuning yeah, knob on the other side. Yeah, but it's in so, the boom, instrument boom. cluster, so you'd be leaned over, changing, and then... No, but I got the bench seat, so it's for the person in the middle. But then they'd have to look over, and then either the stereo would be too loud or the heater would be too high or something like that. Uh, They also add unique construction yellow gauge needles, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's kind of cool. So wait a minute. Does that mean that they are programmable? Uh, Who knows? Not from the the end user. I Uh, I don't know if you... I'm sure there's some ECU setting for it. Someone decided to put that in the press release. Construction yellow needles? Yes. Yeah, because the design team said, hey, we did this one cool thing. Make sure you talk about it. Yeah. I think that's cool, though. Or was it? Or if most Rams are, mm. yeah, I think they have an orange sweep or something like that, it's kind of cool to have a yellow. Just, I don't know. It's different. No, I, I mean, like when manufacturers but... give. So the thing I like about Ram, right? They're like, oh, we just got these suckers, these guys on this podcast. They're, parrot, <laughs> are, they're now talking at yeah. press release. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like uh, I like trucks that they, they, they give a crap on the interior and like the gauges are different. Like the ZR2. I like the ZR2. But the gauges are the same as every other Colorado. They're not italicized. There's no cool ZR2 script. It's the same boring thing to look at that every other Colorado has. And it's like that one little touch that makes you feel like somebody cared. I appreciate that. Yeah, I can see that. All right, I'll stand behind you on that. All right. Uh, And then our friends over at Nissan, uh, have you ever heard of them before? Uh, Nissan? No, that's a new company I'm not familiar with, except for, yes, I, I love Nissan. And why would that be? They're our presenting sponsor, Mr. Holman. Oh, that's important. Yes. <laughs> so they just partnered with a company called Rocky Ridge, and uh, you can now get through the dealer, fully financed through your dealer, if you want a uh, kind of a more stylish, they do grills and lights, wheels, tires, suspension I've never lifts. heard of Rocky Ridge before. It's kind of like a, like a DSI competitor, you know, so they provide like lifted trucks to dealerships. Okay. So it's covered under the Nissan five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on a Titan or whatever the other warranty, 336 on the other vehicles. Uh, you can get, you know, a lift kit and and different wheels and tires, all that stuff, and you can buy them at your Nissan dealership and finance it all. Just sink it right Just in my sink payment. it right in your payment. So uh, there's going to be uh, a few different versions. There's the Titan XD gas or diesel. Is is this? I'm sorry. Is this a company that Nissan's worked with in the past? I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't. Not that I'm aware of, but. Um, 
Titan XD gaster diesel in either the Stealth K2 and Altitude package. The Titan and the K2 Altitude and X package are modded in a Z3 and a Frontier in a Z3. If you want to know what those mean or what the trucks look like, uh, head over to trucktrend.com to check out some of them. Or uh, you could also go over to Rocky Ridge's website, and it's rockyridgetrucks.com. And uh, they're pretty cool. I mean, they're kind of like the Armada's got a three-inch lift and 20-inch wheels, and it's kind of blacked out. And I would assume they call cool, it right? the Altitude because they've lifted it. I would guess so, yeah. So, yeah, so that's it for news and trucks this week. But I guarantee you there will be some more news coming out of uh, the NTEA show, which is the uh, Association for the Work Truck Industry, also known as the National Truck Equipment Association. Okay, I could not have guessed that. But, uh, <laughs> I knew the work truck must be in there somewhere. Not truck enough. Not truck. Oh, no. What are you talking about? It's Extra way too truck. truck. Okay, it's, well, uh, way too this is manly the, man truck stuff. That was a jam-packed show, Holman. Do you think we're, it's because we were more efficient this show, considering <laughs> we've had a bunch of three-hour ones lately? Uh, I'm not sure if that's it. I, I liked our guests. I learned a lot about Joe. He was, had a really inspirational story. And yeah, I, I want to go hang out with Joe. You, I, I would love to. He'd I don't awesome. think he'd like hanging out with us, though. He might. Would you think oh, so? He wouldn't let us ride shotgun in the van, but he might meet us somewhere. Oh, that's true. I think I think that's yeah. how that would yeah, work. Yeah, for sure. And 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 I thought you were going to reach through the phone at first and kill Mario. No, I don't kill people. No, but I mean, you know, like not really. But uh, listen, you just wanted I, to strangle him a little bit. I don't get tiny houses, but Mario made me. He enlightened me, and uh, I'm not fully on board. I'm never going to own a tiny house, and uh, I still wonder. Why you need to tow a regular house down a highway on a trailer when I can just have like a really nice airstream or something like that? But enough of that. He had a good attitude. I was, I was uh, I'm, I'm on board with Mario. I think he's the exception to uh, my hate. <laughs> exception to your hate. Hashtag exception to my hate. That's right. right. All right. We uh, we want your five star reviews. If you'd be so kind, please leave us one on iTunes and send us an email at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to uh, leave us a message on the five star hotline 657 205 6105. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. And one more big shout to Nissan, our presenting sponsor, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business on the Titan. And also, don't forget our friends over at Decked for your uh, awesome cargo storage solution for your truck or van. Weather tight, lockable, and awesome storage. And don't forget to hit us up on socials and let us know how much you uh, love us at Truck Show Podcast. What <laughs> if they don't love us? Yeah, but I don't want them leaving us bad stuff. No, no, they're not going to. Hey, it's our one-year anniversary. They have to be nice, right? I forgot it's our one-year anniversary. I hope we've kept the suckage low. Probably not, but we're still here. Do you think we'll have a second-year anniversary? (laughs) No, of course not. Yeah, we will. You think so? Yeah, heck yeah. You do? Yeah. I Listen, you know what I'm going to do for uh, our one-year anniversary, our Truck Show Podcast birthday? No. I'm going to get us a new studio. Oh. Over at Motor Trend, where the stars of the of Motor Trend on a Man hang out? Uh, we might have a studio there coming up. Okay. So uh, that could be kind of cool. Huh. Would it be great to be across the hallway and just go, Hey, Fryberger, Finnegan, you guys want to come on our podcast? And then have them say, No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if we record that, they're technically on the podcast. Oh, true. Yeah, got So it. that's my gift to you, and uh, I want to know what you're going to get from me. I got you a bag of parameters. Uh, I prefer a pallet. <laughs> Master, monitor, key, 